0: You are in the right place it is the right time believe it or not it is September the 1st 2022 and who better to start September off with than my good friend Jonathan E Mord. Yes, yeah, Sacred Fire of Liberty Time on the Robert Scott Bell show uh this hour you know we we'll, there's all there's so many stories I don't even know where to begin with Jonathan. But we still got to talk about that student loan debt unfortunately uh the cancellation stuff. There's a lot more to go here. Uh the FBI raid more more more. Now we also have um This is one of those stories I wish we didn't have to cover, but we've got Dana Stevens scheduled an hour or two and her mother was taken into a hospital. You know, one of those COVID things. She refused remdesivir. They gave it to her anyway. They killed her. Another one of the protocol kills killing fields of the hospitals. And we need to share these stories as much as they're difficult to discuss so that this doesn't happen to anybody else. So we're going to go there an hour or two. Uh, We also got bugs in our food, maybe not your food or my food, but maybe we they're sneaking them in everywhere and uh, thankful Thursdays as well. We'll get some of those stories in. And there's a concerned listener that wrote in about how I talk about Fauci, very concerned about me. And we'll get to that as well. But for now, get ready. Sacred Fire of Liberty is about to begin here on the Robert Scott Bell Show after this.
1: The Robert, Scott, the Bell Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: What is the sacred fire of liberty? If you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, each and every week at this time, uh, we're joined by my dear friend, Jonathan E. Mord. He's a constitutional attorney. He's known as the FDA dragon slayer. He's written so many books from the rise of tyranny to uh, books about, well, I have him here. I always like to show it off. Uh, but the authoritarians is the latest one. Still, it's an amazing historical uh, perspective on the rise of progressivism, how we got into this mess. Remember, when you look around and see it and you don't like it, whatever that might be, whether it's the Biden presidency or Hochul as a governor in New York or Gavin Newsom in California, you got to recognize this didn't happen overnight, not by accident either. And so a lot of what we do is travel through historical perspectives on how we got here. What are the foundations of liberty? And when we talk about the sacred fire of liberty. Why is it sacred? Why is this perspective on freedom so much more than just about, uh, you know, let's say a governmental discussion without acknowledging our spiritual essence, our birthright and freedom, and that our very rights that we unfortunately misunderstand and often say they're granted to us by government, which is not accurate, true in any sense of the word, but a belief is a powerful thing that we recognize our rights come from a far, far higher place, a creator, God. And that's the sacredness of the fire of liberty we're discussing. Joining me now to do that is Jonathan Emour. Jonathan, welcome, my friend. Looks like you're you're not in court today. You got your lumberjack shirt on. You ready to chop some wood?
2: I am. I'm going to be chopping wood directly.
0: <laughs> All right. And if not, that, then chop some broccoli.
2: I might or I might be chopping at some liberals campaigns.
0: Why not? Tonight is the night. I wish I could be with you at your home. A very special uh, fundraiser and education event. Uh, Hung Cao's running for uh, which office there in Virginia?
2: Virginia's 10th congressional district. We're hoping he will become the uh, congressman representing Virginia's 10th congressional district.
0: And and it's such an extraordinary backstory you've just briefly given us about this man that I want him on the show eventually. But I know that uh, you're going to make some video available to us after the event tonight. But if you are nearby where Jonathan is, you probably already know about the event and are going. If not, hey, you'll catch the video later. So, again, very excited about that and what that portends. If that district uh, right now, is it is it a Democrat uh, representative?
2: Yes, it has a uh, Biden rubber stamp. Uh, Jennifer Wexton, who has never seen an action undertaken by Biden that she didn't think was marvelous and ought to be supported 100%. Hmm. So she's uh, really uh, a socialist. And uh, he is the antithesis of that. He's a, uh, was in the uh, military for over 24 years, uh, was in the special services such that he uh, fought terrorism in Afghanistan, Somalia and Iraq mm-hmm. um, in combat roles where those uh uh killing terrorists was his job and um he came here as a refugee from Vietnam in uh, 1975 he was one of the last people out on a helicopter out of Saigon wow. his father was uh uh to be assassinated by the uh, Viet Cong his family left and then came here. And then he uh, took advantage of the freedom that exists in this country, at least existed then. And he became a, uh, uh, he went to Thomas Jefferson High School for science and technology, which is a specialty school of, uh, requires a high degree of aptitude to get in there. And then he went on to the uh, United States Naval Academy in, An- in Annapolis. Wow. And then from there wow. straight into military service and active combat overseas in defense of freedom, because he loved this country so much. He wanted to pay it back for the privilege of being allowed to be a citizen of it.
0: Wow. So, that's a guy I just want to hang out with and hear stories yeah. of, of how he achieved things that some people would say that that's just impossible. Yet he's done it. He's uh, coming a in.
2: Of liberty and he uh, put his life on the line for all of our freedoms and, now he's willing to suffer all of the p- agony and pain associated with a campaign against this yeah. monster. And he's, if he prevails, uh, and I believe he will, mm-hmm. um, he will, uh, liberate this Northern Virginia area, Loudoun County and Fairfax parts of Fairfax County and parts of, uh, the Western counties, um, from, uh, what has been, um, uh, Uh, a whole, you know, phalanx of socialists who uh, occupy everything from Commonwealth's attorney's positions, their Soros-backed DAs who don't enforce the law uh, to this person in Congress who, along with other Congress critters from around here who are Democrats, have been advocates of this socialist agenda, the transformational change that Schumer, Biden, and Pelosi want to achieve.
0: Look, that crew would likely, if they could get away with it, lock people down forever, mask them forever, mandate jabs forever. And of course, there was a lot of awakening in, in Loudoun County and all of that area over the CRT issue. So we saw some transition in terms of the political divide. Many who maybe have always been voting Democrat, even they, it got too much for them. And they came over to the center or even started voting Republican. So there may be, a shift in the electorate to get Hung uh into Congress. There,
2: I hope so, and I believe so. Uh, he is a dynamic personality. He's a person who obviously has put his life on his on the line for this country, and he loves liberty. He loves individual liberty, free enterprise, and a strong national defense. He's exactly the antidote uh, to the Biden administration that we need. He's a good. Mm-hmm a person too, and personally he's a very, he has very strong character uh, and is an honest person and is a decent human being. And his values are so powerful. Uh, they they project themselves through him. Whenever you meet him and interact with him, you come away with the impression that this is a truly remarkable human being. He He deserves to be in Congress for the purpose of protecting the rights and interests of his constituents and of the whole nation. He will fight hard to uh, bring back free enterprise and to eliminate regulatory barriers to getting oil and gas into the market. And he will close that southern border. He's a big national defense and, and national security person based on his own military career. He knows what's happening. He realizes intimately the consequences that follow from allowing terrorists and drug traffickers and sex traffickers and gang mm-hmm. members to come through our Southern border entirely unchecked and to populate cities, uh, around the country. He realizes that that is a permanent threat, uh, to our safety and our, our, uh, future. And he's willing to do whatever is necessary to protect the country from it. And he knows how to do so it. Are you,
0: are you going to present tonight? Are you going to MC the event or what are you doing with it?
2: MC. So I'm going to be okay. introducing, uh, uh, the future congressman from the 10th district, Kung Kau, and I'm also nice. going to introduce the current um, uh, uh, Commonwealth Attorney General Jason Mayores, uh tonight, too, as well as Caleb Green, who's uh, Master Sergeant in the Army and is the is one of the lead tenors for the Army. He's going to sing the national anthem no oh, you always
0: bring amazing talent to your events uh, yeah your
2: musical as well. america's got talent and he sings regularly the national anthem at inaugural presidential inaugurations so yeah
0: and you didn't invite me to over there to sing a neil diamond song so you're pretty pretty covered so you're good.
2: I, I, I had thought of that though.
0: <laughs> that, I want to scare everybody that away. Out
2: of my mind. If you were here, I would, you would be singing all night long, Robert.
0: All right. I'd be singing America for everybody. All right. Uh, by the way, it must be your wife that did that. I just noticed the shirt matched the hung cow button campaign button. It's like yeah, that button. was
2: intentional. Yes.
0: Nicely done. I don't know that you could do that. I'm thinking I'm blaming your wife for that. It looks good. You should.
2: It, it's actually, uh, her purchase and I do what
0: I'm told, Robert. You're a smart man, and that's what I try to do as well. <laughs> Jonathan, I I don't want to talk about the student debt, but we have to. You have a great article in Town Hall, and you know my position, I think it's your position as well, that there shouldn't be a student loan program if, as a federal program. It, it's, it's unconstitutional on its face to start. So sure. I, I would eliminate it altogether. Now, at the same time, this, rule, this thing exists, and I guess they made rules about how to, uh, let's say, forgive the debt whatever it is that they've done here but it seems to be according to what you've written biden just did it without any concern for how that law was written into well into being
2: right so under 20 usc section 99 uh, let's see uh, 1998 b i think it is hold on Uh, i'm sorry 1098 bb uh that is the section that deals with waivers Uh, of student loans under the Education Act. And um, there are very particular conditions that apply here. First of all, in order to be able to have a waiver, the the Secretary of Education has a burden of proof. And what he must establish is that individuals called affected individuals Mm -hmm. um, are, are in a worse position financially in relation to their ability to pay the debt than they would otherwise be. And what the term affected individuals is defined as meaning is anyone who has suffered direct economic hardship as a direct result Poor, poor draftsmanship,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Suffered direct economic hardship as a direct result of, in this case, the pandemic. So in order to justify under the law a waiver of someone's uh, requirement to pay back their student loans, you would have to establish under the very uh, section that the Biden administration is citing as their foundation for this mass waiver. You would have to prove in each individual case that the person who is getting the waiver had suffered a direct economic injury from the pandemic and that that economic injury, not only did they suffer an economic injury, but that in addition, it prevented them from being able to pay their loan. Yeah. Well, now, and, and, Jonathan, this, thing, this thing is a bailout for rich kids.
0: Yeah, that's, and it, that's it a said. point I want you to get to for a moment. But I want you to say in that statement that you made within that law. You could arguably find individuals who have indeed been harmed in that way. And under that law, you could go, all right, let's assess that. And the point is, it's a blanket and mass. And now you're making the argument that it's for people that clearly could pay it back.
2: Well, it's for 80% of borrowers under the student loan program. The amount of money involved is somewhere around between $500 billion on the low end and $1 trillion dollars of indebtedness that's being waived. This is coming on the backs of hardworking Americans, many of whom could not afford to go to college and haven't gone to college as a result. And many of whom didn't wanna go to college and have succeeded in their businesses or in their lives without the necessity of going to college. And they're being forced, the typical American taxpayer is being forced to finance a bailout for a bunch of rich kids so that they can not have to pay Mm -hmm. the debt that they agreed to pay. Yeah, And that's just outrageous. What Biden is doing is yes, socialism, but really look what's happening here. Mm -hmm. He is transferring wealth from us, from the taxpayer to tens of millions of kids the major- overwhelming majority of whom can pay their student debts.
0: But isn't this a, an interesting pattern that is not new again, like everything you've written about in your books, how do we get here, that the bailouts that have happened before have been to the banks themselves right. in, in horribly irresponsible fiscal policies and loan policies instigated or let's say... Uh, um, I, how would you say it was like baited into like, here, we're going to make this policy. So you just give loans to anybody. We know they can never pay them back and they'll, they'll default. But don't worry, we got you. The American taxpayer is going to write it off. Not like you would want to, but they just do it anyway. And so the bankers get bailed out time and time and time and time again. It's not like the good guys are getting paid back. Uh, but the whole system is, is corrupt right from the word go, which it shouldn't exist.
2: Right. So. Uh, administration after administration, most notably since Clinton, have uh, manipulated the banks so that they pursue a, quote unquote, social justice agenda where they give loans to people who are incapable of paying them back because they take into account such things as race, as underprivileged status, as a positive factor to give a loan. And the federal government would push and pressure banks into making loans available to people who could not afford the loans and then they defaulted. And when you saw all all this activity uh, in the 90s with the banks collapsing and uh, loans not being repaid, and then the banking uh, regulators came in, that whole regime made it even worse because they the government assumed control over the lending practices, essentially, through heavy regulation. So people who were financially able to pay back loans were frequently, and still to this day, denied loans. And yet again, now we have a heavy influence from the Biden administration to restrict lending to people who meet a politically correct profile. So they're looking at people who uh, are they're demanding as part of the loan application process that you establish mm-hmm. uh, your racial identity?
0: Well, this goes to e- E-S- S- ES, the the ESG scores from the World Economic yeah. Forum. Yeah. And- so you're
2: you're having to prove yourself to be in engaged in uh, climate change act, activism mm-hmm. and support and in environmental environmental uh, actions in your business, Did- and that is assessed as part of your a determination as to your worthiness to receive a loan. was so, in, in,
0: West, in West Virginia, wasn't there a pushback? Either Governor or Lieutenant Governor said, hey, the banks here, if you do this, we're, we're basically kicking you out, and they backed down on this?
2: Florida did it.
0: Florida did it? And,
2: and Yeah, and, and that's exactly what we need to see. I mean, look, free market principles need to be unadulterated by politics, and we need to be able to have banks give out loans to people who are creditworthy, who are not committing a crime. And uh, if they're if they're credit worthy and the bank shouldn't be uh, forced to involve itself into every intimate detail of how someone is going to run their lives in order to determine whether or not you get a loan. What this is an attempt to do is socialist takeover, whereby the government selects politically favored individuals who can Mm -hmm. receive money through banks and everybody else is just screwed. And that's what they're doing.
0: Isn't this the point of the the entire Federal Reserve system? It's been devoid of of real interaction with a free market, right? Because you got a bunch of private bankers just making policy, setting interest rates at whatever they think it should be, as opposed to how market forces would make money available or not available based on merit, et cetera. And that entire system, again, which has been predicted to inevitably end up in a bankruptcy, among bankruptcies, uh, that... I don't know how they roll it back at this point. You know, we've talked about attempts to end the Fed or create free competition. I think Ron Paul had a uh, free competition in Currency Act. And of course, we've seen innovation. I've, I've brought to the attention of my audience and you of, of innovation of private sector uh, solutions, like in Utah, the gold backs that are now legal tender in a number of states. So it's, it's great to see that we're not waiting for the abolition by a federal edict or, or act of Congress because they're obviously not doing it to find ways to remedy something that may be not fixable at the federal level.
2: Yeah, uh, this is um, part and parcel of a movement to, it's crony capitalism, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's benefiting those that have financial wherewithal that are part of a clique. Now we're adding on this political gloss where they're not only uh, favoring people with resources, but they're also uh, favoring people who have the right political credentials. And it's, it's, it's a, 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 another means by which they are destroying capitalism in America. And we have got to get back to a free market. That is what allows freedom of choice. That is what allows a standard principle in free market economics to determine whether you get a loan or not, rather than a political profile and connections. Uh, if you want to see that sort of thing, you can go to uh, Mussolini's uh, corporatist state and see it in spades. That's what you end up with. You end up with a society that would be comprised of those that are showing allegiance by their daily actions, their political actions, to the state that receive benefits in form in every form. So you would be at, a, at an advantage in taxes. You would be at an advantage. In uh, avoiding specific kinds of burdens, you would be in an advantage of getting loans and so on. This is going on in China mm-hmm. uh, in spades. In the form, they they're they're even though they have a, a, an entire massive boot on the head of every one of their citizens, they now are kicking them in the behind as well by using uh, credit scores that are determined by their political activity in support of the state and contrariwise. If they are docile in their support, less active, then they end up with such low credit scores that they can't even get on public transport. Yeah,
0: social credit. We just had a Chinese national who's uh, been in America and is an outspoken, you know, he's like a Paul Revere, even though he's from China here in America, going, hey, don't do this. The Chinese communists are having their way with you right now and pointing that out in his latest book. We covered that uh, just the other day. So. I'm happy the word is getting out. But the question is, is, is it fast enough? Will it be in time? Because so much of the banking system has been so corrupt for generations that they don't see how it manip- is manipulated and enables the things that we're talking about on a globalist scale from the World Economic Forum through the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, and now the Federal Reserve playing out an agenda that is not pro-America in any way, shape, or form, except to convert America into socialist communist status. Many of the, those things have already occurred and in uh, uh, you know, varying degrees of activity. The question is, do we have time to counteract it? Can we get someone like Hung Cow in Congress in Virginia and others to make some dents uh, by fighting back locally as well as operating in the Congress? Honestly, I don't know the answer to that. I'd like to say yes, but there's been so much corruption even in the electorate that I'm just concerned as well about the cheating that goes on.
2: Well, Joe Rogan, I think, said it well. The other day, uh, when it comes to this election, without question, if you want to vote for America, you're going to vote Republican because you have no other choice. The Democrat Party is co-opted by socialists. The Democrat Party is pushing a socialist agenda. And if you vote for a Democrat, you are furthering that agenda. What you're doing is sacrificing your own rights. If you vote Democratic, uh, if you vote for a Democrat, I hate to say Democratic in the term party if you vote Democrat you are saying essentially I'm willing to to forfeit my sovereignty to the state and be a servant of the state because that's what they're shooting for that's what the party's agenda is if,
0: yeah if there there was no obstacle to what they are attempting to do as I said everybody would still be masked you'd still be isolated at home you'd be having mandatory jabs on ongoing in order to have freedom, to have activation of whatever uh, you know, social credit score system or even driver's license activation. All of these things are clearly part of what the Democrats right now are promoting, a big part of it. And again, when we say this, we're not saying the Republicans are pure as you know what. There are problems there as well. But there is a distinction now I have to acknowledge at this point in terms of voting habits. The question is, will the voting machines, unfortunately, that exist comply with the vote that you actually send down you know by pulling whatever lever you do that is still again a great concern here jonathan
2: well one thing is for certain that if we don't see those who are in power who are producing all these horrors open borders inflation that's running totally out of control crime that is skyrocketing in all the cities and bleeding into the suburbs and and in addition an ignominious retreat internationally with the rest of the world that is comprised of our enemies eating our lunch every day by expanding their power and influence around the world most notably uh, china's influence in the caribbean now is so great that we were witnessing one of our vessels not being able to refuel at a common refueling spot because the chinese have taken control of that And this actually not the caribbean but that was the south That was Southeast Asia. But nonetheless, um, the same thing is happening in the Caribbean, around the world and in Africa, too. China is exercising extraordinary influence by uh, its it's. And, And
0: once again, do we know how this happened? I would say, Jonathan, the Federal Reserve's policies of easy money, indebtedness, allowed us to print money out of thin air and export the inflation largely to China. For their cheap labor, their slave labor wages, so we could get cheap plastic stuff back in America at prices that right. didn't require.
2: Absolutely, and yeah. and this administration, Robert, is shoveling money to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, uh, and hundreds of millions ultimately, to the Chinese directly by making. Uh, solar and wind power, mm-hmm. the future for America. Those and are going to be
0: billion-dollar expenditures. Again, giving more gifts to the place where it's all produced, the solar panels, the windmills, all of that.
2: Sorry, did I say, I should have said billions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: 90% of it is, is from China. So we're, we're, we're creating an economic boom in China in these areas. And in addition to that, this idiot who's president and uh, compromised because – Hunter Biden received over $4.5 million uh, for his uh, uh, influence peddling scam for the Chinese with the Obama administration through the uh, Chinese energy company um, and continues to receive money. I understand Um, that whole thing, which Biden himself through his accounts with his son benefited from and helped pay his mortgages for his properties, that whole disgusting violation of the foreign emoluments clause of the constitution that Biden is guilty of is a, is a raw example of how he is essentially a Manchurian candidate and his actions uh, bespeak that because he has opened the the petroleum reserve given uh, 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 millions of barrels of gas and oil, excuse me, to the Chinese out of our own strategic petroleum reserve. He has uh, refused to take any serious action against China, despite all of its actions against the United States. He has essentially capitulated and and indicated capitulation in so many different ways to the Chinese. But also he's turning them into an economic powerhouse and he's allowing them to kill Americans by pumping fentanyl through our southern border uh, to the tune of... Everybody from 15 to 45 years old, the number one, uh, the lead, excuse me, 18 to 45, the leading cause of death in America is now fentanyl overdose.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that's fentanyl coming from China that is pushed through by the cartels into this country through the open southern border. This president is the greatest gift to communist China of any president who has ever lived. He is giving the store to China we have 93,000 nationals chinese nationals in the united states who are under instruction from the chinese security services to engage in espionage in this country and supply that as a condition preceding to their re-entry into china
4: hmm.
2: and they and they must act in favor of the Chinese and stealing information from private sector, public sector, whenever called upon by the Chinese security services under Chinese law. And we are allowing them here in this country, 93,000 people. You know how many Americans are in China? We have 17,000. How many Chinese nationals are in the United States? 93,000. And they are engaged in this espionage. And that's of people who got here uh, the good old-fashioned way with visas how many people are coming through the southern border in aid of china we don't know
0: yeah we we don't know uh I, you know i wish that there were some democrats that had integrity that would also say you know what it's not worth winning elections to have the whole country destroyed in this way uh we'll see where it goes look we got some upcoming events i want to mention including one at least with jonathan emore not the least of which is tonight at his place which i can't be there but the Hell freedom expo we can all be there Uh, If you can show the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com, you'll see that we have a number of events, including the the one coming up right around the corner now. We're in September the 23rd and 24th in Minneapolis, St. Paul, with our good friend Diane Miller and a whole host of other awesome people in the health, freedom, and, and, uh, well, freedom community coming together. And that's uh, uh, National Health Freedom Congress. 13th one. It's not every year. So think about joining us there and links are up in the show notes and and the upcoming events tab. Then I'll uh, head back to Orlando. I haven't been there in a while and we've got a big event in Orlando. Uh, Terry and Stu Warner are putting on doctors and uh, we'll have a lot of doctors there as well as a lay audience. And that's uh, 7th, 8th and 9th in October. And then Jonathan and I will be together again and all y'all hopefully with us the 15th and 16th of October. You go to TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. And there may be some booths left if you want to exhibit. Uh, Jonathan Emord will be there exhibiting as well with the most amazing things you'll want to get and wear on your hat, on your. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what's coming up. But Jonathan always is is an amazing speaker. If you haven't seen him live, in addition to what we do on the show, and you'll be transported. And there's a lot of important information. We always do a freedom health freedom panel discussion as well. Uh, I'll be speaking there. We've got a, a whole b- bunch of doctors and scientists coming together, and it's all about exchange of ideas and and really empowering each other because we're recognizing the people that come to the Health Freedom Expo are not afraid, even though, yeah, there's a genuine fear. Hey, what could happen if, right? Oh, it, the, the Chinese take over that kind of, yes, we could talk about that, but from a place of power, not fear, recognizing that we have the ability to change course at any moment, and this is that time, and Jonathan, I'm looking for, we're going to be in Chicago together before we know it that It's like almost around the corner here.
2: Blink of an eye, Robert. We'll be yeah. there.
0: But. And also, if you're out there still doing some late season gardening, again, there's a lot of fall stuff coming up. I know we're technically in summer still, but remember if you're planting your fall gardens and you got little aphids and ants and things and roaches around the house, you want to safely address that orange guard orangeguard.com. It's delimiting from the orange peel. This is a God made pesticide. Honestly, this is how the uh, plants have protected themselves for eons. And you can utilize it safely around your kids and your pets, even around organic agriculture. I grow organically. Uh, Omri listed. And uh, if you get it, get this orange guard from a local ACE hardware, which carries it, believe it or not. Yes. Take a picture like I did in my greenhouse, send it in. Super Don lad you to the collage and we're going to do a giveaway. We, that's going to be fun. So I like it when people are You know, voting with their own dollars to go, you know what? You don't need to ban glyphosate. Just stop buying it. (laughs) It could be that easy. So there we go, Jonathan. I wanted to ask you now about something I, you know, listen, there's so many aspects of the raid on Mar-a-Lago and maybe more has come out that I'm not aware of, that this audience is not aware of, that you can let us know what the heck were they doing? What's real? What's not real about this? Except the fact that they don't want, they don't want Trump to even run for president. That's clear.
2: Well, this to me, when you look at all of it, so clearly smacks of abuse of political power by the Biden administration against a political opponent. This is what it's about. Uh, Every prior president has taken with him or uh, information that has been classified and has done so and oftentimes holding it for extended periods of time with the archivist working with that president to retrieve it to the extent that it was desired to be part of the National Archives. And there has never been an instance, not even one whit of an instance in the case of Hillary Clinton, she wasn't president. But I mean, look at the contrast there. You've got Hillary Clinton who set up a private server in her home and illegally transferred all, not some, All of the correspondence to her when she was secretary of state that under the Freedom of Information Act and under the Espionage Act for classified information was required to be handled specifically by her with a specific protocol using the government's systems in place in the State Department. And she did not use those systems and she routinely, daily, every single correspondence to her. For the entire time she was secretary of state went to her private server unsecured transferred to her home so in other words all the correspondence that went to her as secretary of state went to her private home on her private server and that information was never turned back to the government and she used bleach Bit, a, a program to destroy a whole bunch of very incriminating information that showed her in violation of various things, no doubt, the Espionage Act, most notably. And then, in addition, even having done that, and even having taken a hammer and smashing apart uh, her hard drives, the government nonetheless found, with a very kind and cooperative FBI that never raided her place, never once, they found that she had uh, received a huge amount of classified information among the information that she actually turned over. And that was a patent violation of the Espionage Act, for which she would, if she were a in the military or any other institution where she didn't have the, the political protection of her Democrat association, she would have been incarcerated for this.
0: Sure, but now we're talking about... Uh, you know the left wing control of media, etc., completely cheerleading this, no, this scenario. You've got
2: someone who's president of the United States, who, under Article Two of the Constitution, has the right to possess this information, with a long history of executives possessing classified information at Camp David, at their homes, at their at their retreats, and uh, and then finally taking it with them after they leave office. And while they're saying, oh, but nobody had as much classified information as Trump, they get a real problem with that. First of all, Trump says he declassified it. Well, under the Constitution, if he was president at the time, he had the power to declassify anything. So if he says, when I was president, I declassified the information I took with me, even if it had classified markings, well, he had that power. Now, who uh, what evidence do they have that he did not declassify it well they say oh he didn't tell us when we came in to look at it that he had declassified it well he doesn't have to do that to the fbi he did that in 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 sitting in as president he wouldn't do that after he left the white house he did it when he was at the white house right Right. so even if it is classified mm -hmm. he told them he opened his his home and said Come and tell me what you want. So they went there. He sent 15 boxes of material back that they wanted. He was cooperating with them. And then they sent a team in June to, to the White House or to, to Mar Lago. Mm-hmm. And they went through everything and they said, There's more stuff here we're interested in. Bolt this door, lock this door, and we will we will take a look at that information. Then so, all of a sudden they say, Oh. He was trying to obstruct justice. He's trying to obstruct our investigation. What investigation? He was cooperating with you. He said you could come in. He said, I'll lock the door for you. He did it. He bought a lock and put it on there. And he had an open door policy. Come on back. Whatever you need.
0: Well, we know this is theater, though. And the question is, Will they succeed? I mean, they are desperate to make sure he doesn't run again. Do you see the succeeding? Do you see any counter push in time for him to run uh, for president? They want again? An
2: indictment, and it's easy to get an indictment. Any mm-hmm. prosecutor can go in and get an indictment against anybody with a grand jury as long as he presents a cogent argument that something's illegal from the biased perspective of the prosecution. Mm-hmm. That's what grand juries do. They issue indictments all the time. Against somebody at the request of prosecutors, I suspect they want to put together a a, uh, a profile that they'll then use to indict Trump uh, for one or more of the allegations of illegality that were contained in the warrant. The warrant itself; those those charges are all specific intent criminal statutes, which means that. You can't prevail unless you prove that Donald Trump personally intended to take information that was uh, uh, classified and to which he was not entitled out of the White House to Mar-a-Lago with the intent of converting it, keeping it away from the government, not returning it. And then they'd have to show that he had an intent to obstruct justice, that he had an intent, intent to obstruct an investigation, that some of the provisions they cited have absolutely no applicability to the president of the United States at all, most notably Mm. the one that they would allegedly use to prevent him from running for office. That provision would apply to Nancy Pelosi when she tore up Donald Trump's State of the Union. The
0: question is, if they get an indictment, Jonathan, if they do indict him, do they then say he's ineligible to run for president? I mean, what is their strategy? I'll argue
2: that, but he's not an indicted person can run for president of the United States. He hasn't been convicted of a crime. That's a mere accusation of a crime. And even if he was convicted of a crime, the the specific uh, crime in, in issue, only if he was incarcerated could he not serve as president. So there's no way on earth, I think, that any of these charges could stand up because it requires specific intent, which means that he'd either have to admit that he did these things intentionally, Or he would have to be shown by direct evidence of his own words or his own interaction with others that he had that intention. And I don't think they have that evidence. And I don't think they will get that evidence because Trump, I don't believe, Mm -hmm. ever harbored that intent. I mean, why would he? He didn't need to. He was willing to give all the stuff back. If you're willing to give all the stuff back, what does that mean? Does that mean that you harbor an intent? To use this
0: some
4: in So some, I don't
0: think they're serious about conviction. They just want him indicted and they think that it will uh, uh, curtail his ability to run or his chances to win. I mean, you know, that's all we're seeing. Political strategies play out through utilizing the Department of Justice unlawfully, unconstitutionally.
2: Yeah, I think this is a very clear abuse of power. It's unprecedented. They never went after any other president like this. If this became the precedent, my, my, my presidents would be from this point forward would be crippled in their ability to function because anytime they left the White House, they they could not deal with national security issues. So if you have a sensitive national security issue, you're the president of the United States and you want to travel to say, "Mm, Roosevelt to Potsdam, for example, to have an international conference where you're going to have secret negotiations Mm -hmm. with foreign leaders. Oh my goodness, there would be all sorts of problems with that. You, do, you have documents in your personal possession outside of the White House. Oh my goodness! You have documents in a hotel that is, you know, uh, you have all the Secret Service. That's the other thing. Look, he, he 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 is he took documents from the White House, not him personally. He had a staff, and they removed documents from the White House in a rush, as it always is at the end of the administration, and they send it to Mar-a-Lago. Like they did with Obama, and they sent it to his private residence, and they did that with Clinton, and they did it all the way back, you know, from time immemorial, all the mm-hmm. way back to uh, Washington. And then, I mean, uh, Jefferson had all his papers at, at uh, Monticello.
0: Let's go back uh, and indict him.
2: I mean, yeah, but of yeah. course, they didn't have the Espionage Act in that form back then. But still, the, the, the point is, you can't take. A, 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 a agency that is a part of the executive branch and so empower it that it can prevent the functionality of the president of the united states who is in charge of that branch remember it is inherent no one questions this legally it is an inherent power under article two of the constitution that the president as commander-in-chief can declare any document unclassified or conversely can classify any document it's his classification power mm-hmm. yeah. that, the, that the archivist is enforcing
0: all right uh, look i i pretty listen i do appreciate the overview because i haven't been able to dig deep into this thing i think it's a it's a travesty what's happening here and it's all political
2: well, master you know that's the issue today yeah. uh, in court in in florida the southern district What they're looking at is whether there would be appointed a special master to evaluate what the Justice Department has taken Mm -hmm. to determine whether documents and other things that are not the subject of any of these. But who would
0: determine appointing a special master or not?
2: The district court appoints a special master. So it's the district court judge who would make an ultimate determination and is reviewing the arguments of the government against it. The arguments against it, I think, are are very weak. The reason why I think it is weak is this is an unprecedented extension of federal power by justice in in invading the home of a former president, never done before in a nation's history. Of course, the judiciary should overlook this because it's a conflict of interest for justice to be given the power to not only prosecute but also to be a judge as Mm. to the evidence. The the, the evaluation of the evidence necessarily is a judicial function. And in this capacity, they should at least be able to say that information that was obtained through this search and seizure uh, was either properly obtained or improperly obtained to some extent or the entire lot. And that needs to be a judicial determination not a determination by the right. prosecution.
0: We'll keep an eye on that. There's another judicial thing I want to talk to you about. Uh, article here out of ABC News. Sotomayor, uh, Supreme Court justice, denies the New York Police Department detectives plea to block the vaccine mandate. And I'm thinking, a vaccine mandate for COVID? What, what is that? Hasn't the CDC already said it doesn't prevent <laughs> a transmission? It doesn't prevent actually getting it? And yet, Soto Sotomayor says, no, you, you know, the, we're going to let the vax mandate stand. And, of course, Hochul, the only governor that could possibly be worse than uh, uh, someone that preceded her. Um, just another layer of disaster in terms of thing, something that isn't even a vaccine, uh, uh, this mRNA injection. Uh, but Sotomayor, I, shouldn't they have gotten her a recusal on her? She's made her uh, perspectives on these things known in prior cases.
2: Well, she, uh, you know, the Supreme Court, as they oftentimes have said in the past, and I believe a justice of the court once said this, that uh, with regard to themselves being justices, we are not infallible because we're final, we're final because we're, no, we're not, fa- what is it? We're not fallible because we are fi- final, we are final because, no.
0: I don't know. That was a confusing we're one.
2: Final because we're infallible, we're infallible because we're final. Thank you. That's okay, gotcha.
0: So, so in that regard, there's yeah, no they, way it, they can appeal to another Supreme Court justice. No, no. no. Uh,
2: but yes, they can appeal the decision of the one justice, and that's actually happening. Where they're appealing okay. all the justices, um, and that's what the the attorney Finn uh, for uh, the uh, the the plaintiff is doing. The appellant is Patty, doing. Yeah,
0: Patricia Finn, who we've had on this show, and she's really been an advocate for you know the freedom to not be coerced and forced into getting vaccines of any kind.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'm just, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised by Sotomayor's decision because it's in line with her philosophy on this. But I believe that uh, maybe the whole court will take a different issue. I uh, look at it. I hope so. I don't know the specifics here as to what uh, the pleadings contain, which is all important as to whether or not the case is properly positioned. But Mm -hmm. assuming it is, then I would certainly hope that it could be
0: yeah how would they uphold a mandate for something that doesn't even they admit doesn't work all right there's another uh, court case here that uh, the fifth circuit u.s circuit court of appeals ruled that christian medical groups cannot be forced to perform abortions or gender reassignment surgeries i mean this is where some people have a, a hard time understanding that you can still bring your religious beliefs into your profession and not be forced to do something that violate your religious beliefs vaccine mandates are one but now it's interesting related to uh performing surgical procedures like abortions or gender reassignment surgery have you seen this uh article about this
2: yeah so that was a very good decision ultimately by the fifth circuit and um of course your freedom of religion i mean uh if you are a part of an association there are many many actual first amendment rights here you have the freedom to associate with like-minded people if you wish to You have the freedom of religion. If you wish to associate with like-minded people and and on religious grounds, you can form a business for that purpose. As long as you don't hurt someone, you can refuse to perform affirmatively acts that violate your conscience. And in this instance, the court got it right. Uh, You should not be able to force a particular business to uh, uh, support abortion directly, funding abortion for their their employees or funding uh, sex change operations for their employees under your health care plan merely because the federal government wishes it to be so uh, the reality is that if somebody has religious scruples against it uh, they ought not be in a position to be compelled to do it and violate their religious principles and the court got it right it defended the rights Mm -hmm. of people on religious grounds to refuse to supply that as a part of their health insurance coverage.
0: I don't know if the government's going to appeal or whoever on this one, but I agree. You have a spiritual religious belief about something. You should not be compelled to do those acts uh, against your belief system, sincerely held belief system. Um, There's another thing on the, you know, I love wearing my defend the second amendment shirt, just trying to remind people about the right to keep and bear arms is not a right granted by government. Uh, Therefore there should be no uh, fe- There's no authorization for the federal government to curtail that right, even though it has been by Democrat and Republican administrations. Believe me, they've all screwed up on this one with very rare, uh, let's say, getting it right. Um, a, new York, a new New York gun law uh, has now pr- mandated that applicants, if you're trying to ask permission to buy a gun, a firearm, that you now have to provide access to social media accounts they are going to review them for x number of years to see hey is there something on your social media account that should disqualify you now i'm going to go back in history even further because i just ha- found this uh, fascinating article by my good friend mike mahari from the 10th amendment center today in history did you know the british seizure of gunpowder led to the powder alarm on this date in 1774 British troops seized and removed gunpowder from a magazine in Charlestown, Massachusetts, leading to what became known as the Powder Alarm. In effect, the move was a British gun control measure intended to limit the colonists' ability to arm themselves. How interesting was that before establishing something like a Second Amendment? It's like, we can't have governments deny our access to defending ourselves.
2: Yeah, um, the Supreme Court just got it right in its recent Second Amendment decision uh, against New York, against the very statute that uh, preceded the one that they're now trying to use as a way to essentially recodify what the court struck down. And this statute is very, very repulsive because it would make your, your Second Amendment right contingent in certain areas of New York, such as on the subway or in Times Square or or uh, in schools and near school zones and so forth on uh, proof of, of well, actually those will be gun-free zones, but as to whether or not you could have a concealed carry, you it would be predicated on proof of your character. And that character is assessed by government bureaucrats uh, in Albany who would look at your social media accounts, and interview your neighbors, and so on. And what they would do is they would they would subjectively determine whether they thought that, and this is all without a trial, and all without a hearing on the merits, and so on. They would subjectively determine uh, whether they thought that you were an extremist or likely to uh, resort to gun violence, for one reason or another. All subjectively determined. So. This, of course, is outrageous because it's the very violation of of your Second Amendment rights that existed before Uh, you still have the exercise of wanton discretion on the part of government to deny you what is a God given right. And uh, as I said before, only if you're convicted of a crime should you be able to lose your rights to liberty and to gun possession if it were a gun crime. If you committed a gun crime, you can lose your right to possess a gun. You can be incarcerated. But as far as uh, losing your right to bear arms on a speculation Mm -hmm. that in future might do something harmful and illegal is uh, outrageous. It's just as big a violation as it would be to say, oh, based on our review of your social media accounts. Your viewpoints are politically repulsive, and we think that they are make you a part of the deplorable category that Hillary Clinton described. Therefore, you shouldn't be allowed to have any access to the media. Sure. This is
0: happening, and too. This and is the happening vilification too. of people who uh, like Donald Trump and would vote for Donald Trump. You've seen this. The MAGA Republicans, they call them. And they've been told they're, they're now the greatest threat to democracy. You hear the that. among
2: MAGA Republicans. Yeah. The yeah. Old, if you're ultra MAGA, you are an enemy of the state, and you must be censored.
0: Define ultra. You know, I remember uh, cartoons as a Define kid. MAGA. Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if-
2: MAGA is if literally make America great again. Well, yeah. I would hope we would all want to make America great again. Bro, more broadly, it might mean Trump supporters because mm-hmm. Trump used that as a campaign slogan. More broadly, it might mean uh, extreme conservatives in the sense that. These are individuals who believe in fundamental rights. Well, no. why call them extremists? They're conservative, actually.
0: Sure. And, 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 and Jonathan.
2: On the left. I mean, this is, this gets to the whole point of why it is so repulsive that Joe Biden is presuming uh, to use uh, public airtime mm-hmm. from the White House to tell us what the soul of the nation is. He's been fighting the soul of the nation, destroying it. And ruining the United States since his presidency, he is a pathological liar who communicates falsehoods with so much regularity. He's going to condescend and tell us what the the soul of the nation is. How how arrogant of him! He has no right.
0: Yeah. Well, and define an extremist now if you believe in the the words as they're written of the Second Amendment. It Wouldn't it be repulsive to ask permission of the government to carry a firearm in your defense? Why should I ask for permission that is clearly, again, not a privilege to do that? It's a right.
2: I mean, look, you're presumed innocent. Just because you own a gun doesn't mean you're a criminal. I mean, you own a gun for self-defense. Or you own a gun because you're a hunter or whatever. But the point is, you have a right to own a gun. Mm -hmm. You have a right to speak. You, you you know what, and, and when the government comes in and says, oh no, you don't have that right. Well, my goodness, you do, it precedes the state. They don't have it. And you
0: got to stand 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 up and defend it,
2: which you will own a gun. Mm -hmm.
0: All they have
2: to do. I mean, look, when the law is properly applied, if you commit a crime with a gun, then you're arrested, prosecuted, and incarcerated, but they aren't doing that. They've defunded the police. They aren't prosecuting criminals. They're allowing people back on the streets who commit violent crimes. The the irony of this whole thing is hmm. if you are part of that criminal element already and you are in a group that they think deserves superior protection than the law provides and they will violate the law to do it, then you get to go in one police door and come out the other and continue your criminal spree of killing people and robbing them and maiming hmm. them. But if you are not in that group and you possess a weapon because you wanna protect your family and and yourself from the people who are committing crimes, well, you don't have a right as far as these people are concerned. So in other words, they will go after you and prosecute you because you own a weapon to protect yourself, but Mm -hmm. they will not prosecute a person who is killing people and is committing the crimes and they will not take and that person's weapon away.
0: No, and you know what that weapon is, and I'm going to talk about it in an hour or two. It's an FDA-approved pharmaceutical drug known as remdesivir, and it's killing people right, left, and center in hospitals. And we've got a story of another tragic loss of life due to the drug that was not even requested. In fact, it was specifically said, "Do not, I do not want this." And another loss of life there. And I think, arguably, and I think this is easy to prove. More people in any given calendar year since the COVID thing happened, once they started giving remdesivir, are killed by that drug than all firearms usage combined. I don't even think it's close. And I think perspective is in order here. Jonathan E. Moore, my friend, another great Sacred Fire of Liberty discussion. I appreciate you giving us insight into all of these things I had questions about today. And uh, we'll see you, of course, in the Health Freedom Expo coming up and next week here. And for those of you going tonight, man, that's going to be awesome. Uh, vote for and Cow out there in the tenth district of Virginia, and uh, we'll get some video out to everybody after we, you know, after the event, and we get it.
2: Sounds good, Robert. Thanks so much, my friend.
0: All right, that's Jonathan E. Moore. We've got a whole other hour of broadcast healing to go, including a listener concern about how I talk about the F word, the F bomb, Fauci, and uh, that's coming up as well as, again, another discussion I wish we didn't have to have, but we must to prevent. The killing fields to uh from remaining killing fields dana Stevens is going to join us an hour or two to talk about the loss of her mother in the meantime in spite of, all of this stuff that's going on i just want you to remember get get connected to the source of all healing that's your creator that's god and then you know the power to heal is yours <laughs>
3: Robert Scott
0: Belzer. Have you been eating bugs for years and you didn't even know it? Well, we're going to cover that a little bit later in the broadcast. Uh, this hour, we're going to be joined by Dana Stevens in a few minutes uh, to talk about again. Another tragic loss of life. We've lost so many friends and loved ones over the last couple of years, and not really to COVID, but to the treatment of COVID, and particularly in hospitals. And it's again another another story that we we have to relate to you so that you can keep yourself, your family, your friends, your loved ones out of the killing fields that's coming up. But thank you so much every time you you guys and gals give me feedback or questions. Questions of the day, we love them. Comments of the day are amazing. And we have a comment of the day that's quite unique in terms of its concern for me and how I am relating something on the show. And so uh, let's hit the comment of the day if we don't, if you don't mind there, super D. All right, this comment of the day is uh, coming from, I don't even see who it's from, Super D. Do you see a name on this one? It's not obvious to me. I'd like to say thank you to whoever that is for. I think it was Maurice Maurice? was the name, yeah. Well, thank you, Maurice, for your concern. But it says, hello, Robert. I enjoy watching your shows. When it comes to Fauci with two Cs, I don't know if that's the same Fauci we're talking about. I'm going to assume it is. (laughs) I can't help becoming concerned for you. I think it's impossible to embarrass a bureaucrat. He is like a god, and you cannot fight him. He's too powerful. You have nothing to gain and everything to lose. Lose <laughs> uh, Again, double O's there. Um, hello, or hopefully it's not too late to save yourself from him and whatever he might do. I think he is an incredibly dark person who possesses the ability to do extremely sinister things. I want to continue to enjoy your show. I'm sorry, I'm not meaning to laugh here. I just, the language of, of what Maurice writes about Fauci is like the sinister Dark Lord of the Sith uh, equivalent or, or even worse than Darth Vader. Maybe it's true, I don't know. But he says, I want to continue to enjoy your shows and special talent. Thank you for speaking out. Well, that's interesting. He ends this on the term speaking out. And yesterday we had our good friend Laban Ditchburn, the world's greatest courage coach, talking about speaking up. And many of you and have signed up for that upcoming online kind of virtual webinar, whatever it's called, but on the courage of speaking up. And Maurice, I don't think that I'm embarrassing in any way, shape or form Fauci. I don't think he listens to the show. I don't think he knows who I am. I don't have delusions of grandeur about that. Uh, I do realize that, yes, he's got great power, if you will, within the NIA ideas. He's been given his fiefdom to control the purse strings as to what can be uh, studied or not. And he's, of course, a a sociopath, maybe even a psychopath in his ability to say one thing and say the opposite the next day. In the meantime, people are dying because of either one of his perspectives, which one he believes, who really knows. Going back to the debacle of HIV and AIDS, particularly as it relates to AZT and other things, trials like um, the Nevarapine trials through NIH in Uganda, where they were killing women and children testing this uh, supposed drug, Nevirapine, that would uh, prevent uh, mother-to-child transmission of HIV, which clearly is not the cause of AIDS, never has been. There's st- still so many controversies around the, the cause of immune deficiency, and, and never has it been proven that HIV is the cause. In fact, it is not, clearly not. But it is the destruction of the immune system due to any number of things, including pharmaceutical drug use. Toxic poisons, vaccines, on and on it goes. And now we're seeing vaccine-induced AIDS in the era of COVID and COVID jabs, as Judy Mikovits has related to us. It's vaccine AIDS, as she's calling it. Immune deficiency. It has nothing to do with HIV in reality. So Fauci, yeah, he's a bad man. But I don't believe that he has special powers, like Emperor Palpatine in Star Wars, to kind of have lightning come out of his hands or something strange like that. And I'm not going to cower in fear because, oh, my gosh, if I say something about Fauci, oh, Fauci. No, that's not me being naive about certain aspects or elements of the power structure on the planet, much less our government or these uh, institutions that promote pharmacia or sorcery as a means by which they can prevent reverse disease by poisoning you, poisoning you back to health, which makes no sense. But Fauci is on the way out. His days of power are waning. And maybe he wants to take people out on the way out. But as I said, I'm not concerned about what we're doing on this show. But I'm also not deluded to believe that anything I say is going to accelerate his demise. As much as he's a disgusting individual. And it's hard for me to call him. Part of the fellow human species. Now that doesn't mean that I want to denigrate him like uh, you know humans have done to humans, because then you could do whatever you want him, like experiment on him, like he's a Jewish man in, in in Nazi Germany time in that era. But injustice to be brought up on charges of and plenty of criminal activity that he's done. Yeah, and a jury of his peers would convict him, and then he would. Yeah, otherwise the cosmic scales of justice will have to balance probably after he leaves this place in death and then he finds out he wasn't so saintly after all if he actually is deluded enough to believe that he is so maurice again i'm thanking you for your concern but i am not concerned in terms of fauci's magic sorcery powers and their impact on me or this show super don are you okay with that i want to make sure you're not cowering in fear because of fauci's sith lord realities you're
1: cracking me up
0: over here. Okay, I, uh, I like I, it. Look, I you know, listen. I'm concerned about listeners that are concerned about me or you or us, and and I genuinely appreciate the concern. I'm not dismissing no. that, but no. I just want to put yeah, much, you know, uh,
1: and, I, and and listen. When we say the stuff that we say about Fauci uh, on this show, it's not like we we think that. Uh, the White House has our show up on big monitors, uh, <laughs> what, and what Robert Fauci. About Fauci. Yeah. yeah, Fauci has us on speed dial or something. <laughs> like well, We know, we know that it's not going to happen, so, and we're not trying to embarrass. And we don't feel like we have that power. But mm. you know, we're just a, kind of like a, I don't know, like a pressure valve, right, mm. for for people that you know feel the same way. In fact, yeah, if I if this is working correctly here, mm. today's poll. Oh, uh, it had to do with and, you know, for some strange reason, I don't have it up, but uh, <laughs> it, it had to do with uh, talking about Trump hmm. and asking, it, uh, do you think that Trump will ever do jail time?
0: Oh, OK. So that's the you question know, we'll, of the day, the poll that's question, the question
1: of, the day? of the day. We'll get to that later on. But there was one uh, a person that did call in. See, I going to see if this will this will play. OK, um, that kind of ties into what you were you were just talking about there.
4: Okay. Yeah, my name is Richard. Out here in California, the only person that should be doing massive jail time and hopefully rocks in prison is Dr. Fauci. So put a poll out there for him because that guy deserves everything he gets. I hope he rocks in hell.
0: There you go. Well, there I, you go. Right? I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't dispute. This do, do we drop at the all. mic on that one? I guess. Yeah. You know, that's pretty powerful. But again, Maurice might be concerned for our caller from California. Could Fauci, you know, use his electric fingers as Emperor Palpatine and hurt him? No. People are realizing what a scumbag he is. Look, the real Anthony Fauci, the book by Bobby Kennedy, highlighted, you know, even things that uh, Celia Farber and Liam Sheff have written about for many years. We've covered Fauci long before people knew who he was because of COVID, because of the criminal behavior and activity he is engaged in back in the in the 80s and 90s. So it's not new here. He's been at it for a long time. But like this guy, the caller said from California, he will, if you believe in a hell, he'll he'll rot there for a long time based on what he has really done not the illusion of the good that he has done now the bad that he has done is including uh promoting uh dangerous drugs even including remdesivir while denying the functional reality and benefit of taking you know older drugs that have a low toxic profile like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine we need to get mickey willis back on the show he just put out a 15 minute film apparently on ivermectin and i talked to uh our uh, AMA crowd, our, our patron crowd recently about an herbal mectin, an H-mectin form that has been profound in everything that we've tried for my daughter's rash. That's a mysterious rash when she's around chill kids her age that have been jabbed because they're still promoting, put, putting out the spike protein and other things. And uh, even though the ivermectin didn't work for her, this herbal version of it, and I'm, we're going to see if we can get them on the air to talk to them about that soon too. But now we're dealing with, again, still the killing fields, the disastrous loss of life, seemingly unnecessary. Friends like Richard Pearl, over a year ago now, died in a hospital because they gave him remdesivir, invented him, and not allowing any advocates, his, his wife, his family, to protect him in that hospital setting, and we lost him. Scott Shera, his daughter, Grace, uh, Down syndrome, in a hospital given a DNR, given so many drugs, including remdesivir and things that would just, you know, kill an elephant. And apparently this has happened again. And Dana Stevens is here to talk about her mother's journey so that nobody else would have to go through what she went through. Dana, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. I'm so sorry for what you've gone through. You lost. It's another in a tragic series of events. But again, this is your mother we're talking about. And I know you're going to keep talking about it until something is done so this doesn't happen to other people.
3: Right. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, we're coming up to a year, um,
0: as well. Oh goodness.
3: Yeah. Um, September 27th will be a year, um, that my mother was, uh, brought to the hospital and admitted. Um, so I've been, I not you know, being very vocal about her story for a whole year. And, uh, it's just crazy to me that it's still, it's still happening. And, uh, there's just too many people who still don't know about it and i think it's all the censorship going yeah. on
0: and, and your mother unlike scott Shera's uh daughter i was up in wisconsin your mother went into uh in altamont springs florida i know that area you know i lived near near there for a number of years up in mount dora And it was in the Advent Health Hospital uh, system. And uh, again, many of these hospitals were just following orders, right? Doing what they're told in order to profit from COVID diagnoses based on faulty PCR tests. And then the administration of drugs like remdesivir as well and ventilator use, all of that made for money flowing in when they weren't doing a lot of other things because COVID kind of shut almost everything else down. Uh, But the human loss, the real tragedy, the human loss of life, not necessary had they paid attention to the many doctors that said hey we're succeeding 100 with these old drugs that cost pennies on the dollar we're not mm-hmm. destroying kidneys we're not even needing ventilators why aren't yeah. you paying attention to us in the meantime you know some of the the the, the texts messages by the way the story is listed that Dana's is sharing with us today in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com september 1st 2022 edition if, you, if you're not sure where where you are right now listening later on the podcast uh so dana did did they uh also try to prohibit you from being in there with her to be an advocate for like my friend richard pearl who was down in a hospital in south florida about a year plus ago now
3: um yeah they they started um, you know right away with uh you know not letting anybody in not letting me advocate um 10 days of quarantine um and um you know they wouldn't have a, a physician call me to tell me what was going on um And I think at the beginning, my mother wasn't really telling me how bad the neglect was um, because I was sick also um, that same week. And, uh, you know, going in, you know, I had already known about remdesivir. And uh, so I told her to, um, you know, tell them no. And I ended up finding out through medical records um, over the course of – quite a bit of time because it, it was hard for me to go through the records, but, um, she refused the remdesivir five times and, um, they ended up giving it to her against her will on October 6th. And, and in the medical records, it actually, you can just see, um, you know, her desaturating, um, and, you know, just the, the records just kind of, you can see her going down, downhill as a, as they started to administer it.
0: Now, how Dana at the time, how much uh, uh, of this did you know? For instance, the danger of remdesivir. I saw in those text messages you were seeing, seemingly aware of it. You were telling her, "Please say no if they try to give you this remdesivir." So somehow you had already found out about the danger of this drug.
3: Yes, it was actually two weeks before um, she, you know, was admitted to the hospital. I had run into a friend who was a respiratory therapist and. Um, he was telling me how dangerous it was. Um, he knew that my mother had COPD and she, you know, she was in the hospital a few times a year for flare ups. And, uh, so it just happened to be that I ran into him two weeks before. Otherwise, I don't think that I would have known about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so right away, um, well, first when they admitted her and she tested positive, she asked if, um if that's something that they give and they lied to her and told her no. Mm. And then uh, a few hours later is when she sent me that text message with the, the picture of Remdesivir, like, you know, from, she pulled it up online and um, she said, is this it? My pulmonologist ordered it. And I said, yes, that's it. And I said, tell him no. And uh, so because she refused the, you know, the protocols, um, they basically left her with no treatment at all. Um, and she had COPD for 15 well, years.
0: They withheld treatment, almost like punishment. Because mm-hmm. if I remember reading correctly, was she not jabbed as well?
3: Um, She was not.
0: Yeah. So they they definitely didn't like hers. They're like, oh, you're not playing along with our, uh, we're going to show you. And they withheld yeah. treatment. I mean, y- you'd think that there would be grounds for malpractice suits or other lawsuits in this case for wrongful death, et cetera. And I don't know, again, in this, this year or so that has transpired, have you engaged in any legal action against the hospital or hospital system?
3: Um, I've called at least 50 attorneys and um, nobody, nobody will take these cases because, uh, you know, all of these hospitals um, nationwide are completely protected under the CARES Act and they have mm. complete shield immunity. And not just that, here in Florida, I don't know if you're aware of, um, uh, it's kind of a nickname for the law, but Florida's free kill. Um, And I'm actually a part of the uh, Florida Malpractice Association. Um, I've done some testimonial, but it's uh, this barbaric law that's been in effect since the 90s. And uh, if your loved one was uh, older than 25 with no dependents under the age of 25, and not married you cannot sue in the state of florida for malpractice so
0: i have never heard of that one
3: it's a real thing they nicknamed it florida's free kill law but but other than that you know the just the the shield immunity protecting the hospitals Mm -hmm. um so there's no attorneys and and i have a lot of connections all over um because of a private group that i have and Over 800 people in my group, and not one all over the US. Nobody can find an attorney to. So,
0: so nobody has a a strategy to pierce the veil of immunity. Obviously, they don't think they can win. Uh, Right. But this is again a theme that I keep bringing up on this show and anywhere I I speak that if you absolve any one human being or group of human beings of liability for their actions, they Mm -hmm. will perpetuate heinous crimes against humanity and this is unfortunately even you know good people can be converted into very bad people when you tell them yep there will be no consequence to anything you do and then you find out the worst things happen including prescribing drugs that are known to be deadly because hey even if this person dies they can't sue me there's no nothing bounces back on me and of course the drug companies the manufacturers of the vaccines that are not vaccines also same blanket liability protection. Which is again why I said about the Coast Guard lying about Comernity being available at any Coast Guard office where they would inject, you know, a, a Coast Guard um, uh, enlisted person. They won't they won't, they can't because the, the manufacturer of those so-called vaccines would not release them until they are granted liability waivers of some kind, which they had under the prep Act, as long as it's an EUA, but if it's fully FDA approved and licensed, that is not happening until they get on the childhood recommended schedule by a CDC ACIP committee. I just bring that up again. It's it's like these killing fields are made possible by liability, blanket liability protection. If they could be sued, if there could be, uh, let's say a, a point at which they could be held accountable for their activity and actions that resulted in the death of many people in hospitals, by remdesivir ventilators, uh, you know, violating the right of the patient to say, no, I don't want that. Then of course, a lot of this wouldn't have happened, but the fact that they know no consequences and the hospital says you got to do it because that's where we're getting our money. This continues.
3: Right. Yeah. They're being rewarded to go with the protocols, um, knowing what it's doing to people. And, uh, and I don't know, just from, just from reading so many stories and even speaking to so many, um, nurses and, uh, you know, just different healthcare workers that, um, ended up leaving shortly after the rollout of these protocols. I mean, so that, you know, once everybody who knew what was going on left, you're left with either people that don't have a moral compass and just have no compassion or a lot of um, new grads that don't know any better. Um, But it's just, it's evil and it's still happening and and until there's accountability, um, I'm assuming it's gonna continue.
0: Well again the question is how do we remedy this you know we we've lost loved ones we've lost friends you've lost your mother we can't bring them back but can we stop this from happening again and if so how and i and i bring up the key here is can we eliminate liability protection for those who uh, are engaged in deadly practices now i'm not saying that every doctor is guilty of everything that they've been accused of doing but that's true of you know anything Mm-hmm. The, there's got to be a way to have a, a a day in court in some way that you can have a, a justice served in this case. And we find that by, again, blanket liability protection, people are willing to do horrible things, even evil things. Mm-hmm. And then look the other way. The humanity is lost. And, you know, we've heard stories of some of the nurses in this hospital just kind of admitting, acknowledging the the horror that they're witnessing. But maybe they don't have the courage or capacity in some way to step out of it and call it out for what it is but then many have left many are speaking out and and you are of course and you're not going to stop until what or till when and what are you engaged in right now of course i know you're sharing the story and we have it in the notes for that purpose as well but what are some of the next steps you see as viable here
3: um well like you said i i don't plan on stopping until i see some criminal charges um but um, I'm actually planning uh, another protest um, in front of the hospital um, that did this to my mother, and um, I think it's at this point. You know, I think it's about just waking more people up to to what's going on, um, because I mean, I think too many people are staying quiet, and uh, and it, that's why it's continuing and. And, you know, when you let something continue for so long and, you know, it's not only going to be like, you know, the COVID protocols, it's going to start spilling over into other things, uh, where there's no accountability and, and people let it go on too long. And, and then, uh, and then it affects everybody. Eventually it will affect everybody. Um, you know,
0: so you're, you're right. And we, there's a theme happening here, speaking up and speaking out. Too many people are still silent about it for whatever fear of retribution, fear of ostracized, being ostracized by their friends or their loved ones. Look, we've already seen the disconnect. We've already seen the canceling of family members and friends because they didn't want to, some didn't want to mask and vaccinate others. And it's like these are human tragedies, even in life. We're not talking full on, everybody's dying. But then again, there are a lot more people dying. I, mean, I was talking with Superdon before we went on the air. Uh, there was a, I think it was a, one of the substacks pointing out that, uh, it was a whistleblower coming out of, was it FDA? No, this was out of the, the, um, the social security administration. I think I mentioned this, that five months after the rollout of the so-called vaccines that are not vaccines, massive spike in deaths, all Mm -hmm. cause mortality deaths. So not everybody's dying within two weeks of the shot. Seemingly there's months and months of delay. And then suddenly this huge spike and, and, you know, Who's speaking out about this? They are trying to shut anybody down who would link, hey, maybe, maybe this has something to do with these uh, MRNA injections. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh. And so I'm interviewing doctors and nurses and we're talking about these things. And it's not like they're not aware. Many are aware and some are willing to speak out, but some are having to remain anonymous because their threat of their license or their ability to work is being, you know, is very real if they're, if they overtly come out and say these things that we know to be true and accurate. Uh, Mm -hmm. so speaking up speaking out is going to be a very important part of this moving forward
3: yeah definitely i agree with that yeah um but even to the point of um you know within weeks uh after this happened with my mother they did a um an investigation Mm -hmm. and uh of course i i asked the woman who was like leading the investigation i was I asked if it was going to be people who work for Advent Health. are they going to determine whether or not there was, you know, malpractice or, um, and and she said, oh, no, it will be different people. And uh, it took months, but I finally got a letter um, saying that because my mother refused their protocol, refused remdesivir, um, that it was basically her fault. But they didn't know at that point that I had found in the medical records where she was given it against her will. Wow. Um, So, you know, and I've tried every avenue I could think of. Um, I've written the attorney general's office, uh, different Florida senators, um, uh, the Florida Board of Health. um, And I finally got a phone call from ACA, uh, the Administration for Healthcare, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Mm -hmm. but so I finally, you know, felt like I was getting somewhere. And uh, they reopened the case, and now they uh, they won't return my calls. And I sent them all the medical records. They won't return my calls or my emails. So I, I just feel like the corruption um, right. just at every level at this right. point.
0: Well, I wonder if anybody in the DeSantis administration, uh, yeah, they even have their uh, uh, Surgeon General for Florida is seemingly sympathetic to these things. Uh, but I don't know where it goes from here. I certainly want to stay in touch and find out. And maybe other people can, can stand with you and protest outside the hospital in Altamont Springs. When When is that? Have you set the date and time?
3: Um, September 10th at 10 a.m.
0: Okay. How will people find out about the details of that event?
3: Um, well, I have a private um, Facebook account, um, COVID Malpractice and Negligence. And um, I've just okay. been kind of updating in there.
0: Okay. COVID Uh, malpractice and negligence. So they have to find your private place. So if you're in central Florida, Orlando metro area, and you want to be there uh, with Dana Stevens, then uh, somehow reach out in that way. And if you have any more updates on that, please, please let us know. And again, I'm sorry for the loss of your mother. Again, one of many, but when it's your own, it's like, it's brutal. And I'm appreciative that you're uh, relentless in your pursuit of justice here, not only for the sake of what happened to your mom, but I realized as you know, anybody else that could have sub- been subjected to this or could be in the future subjected to this unless we call them to the carpet and show that there's accountability, mm-hmm. or whether it be through the courts or otherwise, uh, but, you know, this continues unabated.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and I'm hoping uh, to get some laws changed. And um, DeSantis did do one thing as far as uh, he started the No Patient Left Alone Act yeah. recently. That was signed into effect. So, um, so I don't think that it would continue to the point that it most likely is in other states at this point, um, because you know patients are um, allowed to have advocates. Nice. Um,
0: that's huge. Yeah, it's that's huge. Definitely- my my uh, pal Richard Pearlwood might be alive today if they had the ability to have advocates in with them in the hospital down in South Florida a year plus ago now. Dana Stevens, thank you for sta- standing up, speaking up, speaking out. And uh, please stay in touch. Uh, I wish that, you know, there were thousands of people that would join you outside of that hospital down there to let them know that everybody is sick and tired of this fed up. We're not going to put up with it anymore.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Dana Stevens uh, and uh, the story about what happened to her mother is in the show notes at robertscoutbell.com. If you need to reach out to her, if if you can't find her somehow, send us a message. We'll, We'll forward it on at least uh would love to see a lot of people show up there in support because it's not just about Dana's mother, it's about many people, many of our friends and family around the world, particularly in America, with the hospital setting as it is and the system of no liability, no accountability. This is what's manifesting Super D.
1: Yeah, and and true to form here, uh, mm-hmm. I, I went to, to Facebook and I I put in the search thing, COVID malpractice and negligence. And you know, they they literally yeah, <laughs> It does not surprise me, but Facebook is doing everything they can mm-hmm. to make it literally impossible to be able to find this group on Facebook.
0: Yeah, you know no, I know they you, don't want people you, you, you to connect go to search
1: on this. and it's got here's the COVID nineteen information center. Here's some yeah. tips and tricks on how to get vaccinated. And oh, here you want to go to coronavirus updates from NBC News. I'm just like, right. this is so so uh, uh, Facebook so. I'm. I'm just gonna say, uh, Dana, do me a favor and shoot me an email or something uh, with a link to that uh, group because Facebook's not gonna make they're, they're not, gonna not gonna make gonna, it
0: easy to find. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's funny. And actually, I thought, okay, so uh, then what I'll do is I'll do a Google search, right? Mm. Yeah, for the name of that group in uh, uh, quotation marks because that's yeah. the way that you search for things specifically, and Facebook. And I come across an article here, anti, let's see what it says here, anti-vaxxer family members blaming hospitals for COVID death. And it's like some hit piece. Wow. And it actually reference, oh, and they're joined, joining this group called COVID malpracticing. That's what you find. Wow. Um, when you when you search for this stuff, you know, and then people are like, oh, no, they're not censoring people. Yeah. Oh, t- yeah, Okay. Then nice. <laughs>
0: it says, if you do find the group, there's a lion – for the background picture, if you do, that, yeah, shoot
1: it. me. Yeah, shoot, shoot me the link. Shoot, the direct shoot, shoot, shoot link it on the direct too. link or put yeah. it in the chat there, and Dana, we'll uh, and, you know,
0: put it out. We'll, we'll bypass
1: Facebook's uh, search censorship
0: algorithms. Yeah,
1: is, yeah, exactly. We'll just put it out there for
0: people. You know, st- speaking of speaking up, yesterday again, Laban uh, Dishburn in studio. He says he's got this uh, online webinar, virtual event, whatever. I, yeah, and it's like two hundred seventy-nine bucks, but for the Robert Scott Bell mm-hmm. Show family, you are part of that family. You get it for free. Uh, and all you have to do is uh, text. Let's see. Uh, you got it up on screen now? It's yes, up on it. screen, yes. Text the word courage. 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 I love the way you yeah. say that. I love courage. Courage. To 33777. That's 33777. Okay. Uh, I see that Dana also put that link yep. in there, so we have that now. But if you'd like to be part of that event for free, $279 value, thanks, Laban, uh, uh, text the word Courage. To three three seven seven seven, as he says, double three, triple seven. I know it's confusing, but what do you want? He's from New Zealand or Australia or somewhere down under. And Can't hardly say, understand the guy. And,
1: and, and people like it when he says Saturday.
0: See, and they loved They loved his we, accent. That was Everybody. so funny. Oh, please say Saturday.
1: Uh, it was Gretel. Gretel was the Gretel one. was like, like that.
0: Make him say Saturday again. It's like our friend Liana Werner Gray from Australia. <laughs> And, and she say, yes. ooh, rub it, like that way. Yes, I'm like, okay, yes, what can yes, I do? Yes. You know, i got no defense. So there's,
1: there there it is. Hey, okay. lo and behold, it does exist it. on Facebook, even though they don't want you to find it. Right.
0: There it is. And the so truth I'm is drop, like a line. Gonna, you don't have to I'm gonna gonna it. I'm going to drop this link
1: in the chat head. right now if you okay. guys uh, are Wanox, interested
0: in. Plug in and help uh, uh, Dana in those efforts. That's great. Yeah. Thanks, Super D, for finding that. Actually, thank you, Dana, for making sure we could find it directly. She gets the credit. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Thanks. They they make it darn impossible. And for those of you who are not getting the Robert Scott Bell Show newsletter, another text thing you can do is text RSB. My initials, text RSB to 22828. And you can always, uh, you know, if you have a cell phone that, that works like that, that'll immediately reply, and then you just put your email address in. Or you can come to robertscottbell.com and sign up on the website. But it's easy. A lot of people are using the text service. Text RSB to 22828. Uh, to get plugged into the newsletter question of the day is apparently do you think trump will do jail time over this there it is oh Let uh, let's see there we go and it's a yes no we're not sure and uh, we'll, we'll get to the results of that hopefully before the end of the show or if not in bonus round we'll yep. get there all right there's some other stories i asked the question earlier about uh, bugs in your food you know they want uh, mm. yeah Cloud you know swab wants you to eat bugs but you may have already funny been doing thing.
1: I, there was there oh i i mean i've seen this pop up every once in a while mm. where they say that you know in the course of just living mm-hmm. uh and eating putting food in your mouth that's yeah. you know stuff gets in in there that you don't realize has gotten in there just because life mm-hmm. you know yeah and the people eat like, you know, b- b- spiders and flies and stuff. You don't realize you're doing it when you do it. You, you know, I guess what you don't know can't hurt you for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. Um, and did you know, the other little factoid, did you know that according to the FDA, there's an acceptable number of bug parts that are allowed in food in order yeah. to be uh, uh, approved and for human consumption?
0: Yeah, we've actually covered stories like that over the years. Yeah, that's right. But this is uh, a little bit more overt, and and yet it's not unknown. I think we've talked about this. Like, I don't know, some of the ingredients come from the anal glands of certain animals, much less bugs. Yummy. Uh, I know, it's really gross. But this food industry, they've been using it for years. That One of the examples they give is this uh, cochineal, small-scale insect that lives and feasts on cacti in Mexico in the southwestern U.S., hmm. And it says that uh, when the females are dried and crushed, they, they oh, call them creepy yeah. crawlies. The food coloring, here. They produce right. a, a powerful red dye that's used to color everything from fish that look gray and unappetizing to canned cherries. Things like people that are healthy, like to eat cherries and like, oh, my gosh, you've got bug juice in there. Purposeful, not accidental. And uh, they're likely to contain artificial flavors like uh, fruitopia, strawberry drinks, ice creams and ketchups. So a lot of these things are derived from bugs and bug excretions. Lovely, right? Uh, And, you know, the cosmetic industry is famous for this as well. Starbucks in 2012 came under fire from vegans because they were using insects as food dye for their strawberry Frappuccino. And, you know, all the vegans go to Starbucks and have a vegan Frappuccino. Well, it wasn't so vegan, apparently.
1: And it's also used in red lipstick, Mm -hmm. blush, and eyeshadow. Aren't Absolutely. you glad you wear a lot of that? Some acid. of the ladies are rubbing bugs under
0: on, on, on their face. Nasty their bug eyes. butts. Yuck, yeah. gross. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Now, beyond eating bugs, how about eating genetically modified organisms? Mm-hmm. Are you realizing yet that there are a lot of things that are genetically modified in the food supply? Are you aware of that? Mm. And this is a story out of Natural News. Um, let's see. What kind of things might people be eating unbeknownst to them that are genetically engineered? Well, the classics are usually corn-derived: corn syrup, corn starch, cottonseed oil, soy lecithin. Many, many times, more often than not, these are again coming from genetically modified sources, whether they be corn, soy, cotton, et cetera. And
1: they're just ingredients, right? They're, they're, yeah. You'd find them on the ingredient uh, list on the back of the. But they
0: don't say they're genetically modified. They don't you say just that. read corn syrup, read corn starch, read cottonseed oil. It's GMO. Right huh. now, do you care? Are are you aware that you're eating genetically modified abominations? Now, the toxic effects we've covered over the years with uh, Jeffrey Smith, uh, many articles have been written about it, many scientific journal articles, of course. Um, Some people get confused with things like glyphosate, the active ingredient Roundup. That's not necessarily a genetic modification to make it. I mean, certainly it's synthesized and it's toxic and poisonous, but you might find glyphosate or Roundup on many things that are not actually genetically engineered. So we'll get into that in a moment as well uh i just uh, uh, mike adams interviewed uh, judy Mikovits recently i think just yesterday and i, I want to talk about one of the things she mentioned in terms of stra- strategies for those of you who aren't yet aware of all the oats and grains that are desiccated in glyphosate that may not be genetically modified themselves but are punching holes through your gut because they displace the glycine which is I- incredibly important for connective tissue integrity gut and otherwise and a strategy to deal with that uh can come from our friends at uh nutritional frontiers so super don i'm just going to plant the seed for you if you can find a nutritional frontiers website their dmg product dimethylglycine dmg product and we can show everybody that because you can get a discount on it i think you're going to want it after i tell you you know what we're learning here now um 64 countries around the world require gm foods to be labeled but they're not labeled in Canada. They're certainly not labeled in the United States, and they've tried to make it bioengineered, something that looks really happy and airy fairy. That you go, oh, this is great. GMOs are wonderful, but they're not. They're clearly not. Unintended consequences, etc. Um, the alteration of genetic integrity of plants, and I don't mean through breeding plants over generations. That's part of somebody who will say, oh, well, that's genetically modified. Well not in the same way where you're engineering and altering for specific purposes, not to do with nutrition at all. Uh, And certainly not to do with withstanding more toxic poison being sprayed on it so that you eat that on top of the modifications that can create allergies and anaphylaxis. You have toxic cancer causing chemicals that are in abundance in those foods. So uh, let's see. Non-GMO is not enough though. Nowadays, non-GMO labeling is not enough. It's kind of second best. Your first best is unless you're growing it yourself or know the farmers that are growing it and you know, they're not using genetically modified seeds, et cetera, is to go organic, to go organic. The things I've been talking about for, well, this is my 23rd year broadcasting, but I've been talking about it for 30 years from the first time I went on radio in 1994, interviewed that stimulated my thought that maybe one day I could do radio as well with this information. So there's some, some things in here that you can go, uh, in, in what they call price lookups. A sticker with the code 4011 is a code used for a standard yellow banana, interestingly enough. And the number nine prefix is the organic prefix, if you ever see those stickers on certain things. But the number eight prefix, pre, I'm say prefix, uh, it indicates a genetically engineered organism, genetically modified form of food. So if you look at those little stickers and you see an eight at beginning it, Again, these are hints for you to see. Hey, oh, I had no idea this was genetically modified. You see that number uh, eight, then you know it is. Uh, making better choices: 100% grass-fed meat. Um, uh, my friend Laban and his wife uh, Anna went out to a local butcher shop where they had grass-fed and grass-finished products. Unless you know the, you know that our cow shares and things. If you know the farmers, that's a great way to do it and have a less uh, expensive form of higher quality food. And they were able to get different things at incredibly good prices without buying the whole cow. So How was look, the
1: steak, by the way. You guys had you guys had a barbecue, didn't
0: you? Dude, we had a cookout. It was like put a shrimp on the Barbie, but no shrimp. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it was it was a powerfully uh, delicious meal and a nutritious meal. Sorry for vegans out there, but I am not one of of those. But the idea is to get the cleaner varieties. And of course, when we talk about. Um, Food. They want to blame cow farts for the cause of global warming, as if that's really happening anyway, and realize that there is sustainable regenerative farming practices that involve animals regenerating the land because of the ingestion, the elimination, all of those things that are eliminated with, you know, just vegetable vegetation that's often grown with high levels of pesticides and now genetic modifications, etc. cetera, the farming of uh, rapeseed, canola oil uh, the farming of corn, soy, you know, cotton, all these genetic and poisoning the planet with what vegetation, as opposed to going back to the history of even animal, uh, growing animals and utilizing animals for food sources as well. Of course, we don't utilize the right parts of animals often to get the best benefit in terms of mineral content. Therefore we supplement here, whether it be the copper from the copper hydrosol sovereign copper, or if you get, uh, uh forms of desiccated or however they do that dry and powder it in a capsule because you're not eating liver or, or, or those body parts that are really the most potent in terms of mineral content so uh anyway just a, a reminder about the gmo thing and let me add this into the mix super i don't know if you were able to find the nutritional frontiers product dmg dimethylglycine. well
1: i did now okay. do you want the
0: chewables or do you want the liquid oh i don't care whatever any type <laughs> just put it up on screen why Is am i going to bring this up now
1: there's options here, because apparently.
0: let's be honest how many of you are hardcore like me that go oh, if it's not organic it's not passing through my lips right so you're eating grains that are desiccated you're eating oats that are desiccating glyphosate or maybe you're not at home but you go out and you you're hungry and you're not like bringing your own food or fasting and you you get this this disruptive uh glyphosate content on the thing and so this enter dmg that we see here on screen from nutritional frontiers is to help counter that. And Judy Mikeovic uses it strategically so that if she eats a food that contains glyphosate, she's not as harmed by it. Now, this is not me advocating, oh, yeah, now eat all the glyphosate containing grains and oats you can because you have this. But let's just be, well, look, I wanna help you and I don't want you to see you hurt. If you're not eating as cleanly as I am, I'm not wanting you punished for that. That's not my, the way I go about my life and the way I see things. So if you're not eating clean or you're out and you you have no control, something is, you know, it's not right. You should be taking that DMG from Nutritional Frontiers. And remember, because you're part of the Robert Scott Bell Show family, you get 15% off. Even if it goes on sale, RSB15, NutritionalFrontiers.com uh, for that DMG product. And that, that's just one strategy to help you mitigate a lot of devastation unbeknownst to you or for any reason you're not. Oh, I'm like, I shall not eat that stuff. If you do, I want you protected. At least minimize the damage that comes to you that rips your guts apart, which is what the glyphosate does by displacing glycine. That's just a small, short version of that. But hopefully that you feel like this was a, a good public service announcement to help all y'all out there that may be suffering because you're not eating as cleanly as you know you should or would like to. And there are any number of reasons you're not. I am not condemning you in any way, shape, or form, because you're not doing something right. I just encourage you to do something right. In the meantime, here's something that can help. All right, Super Don, is that okay? Yeah, we should
1: also mention, since we're talking nutritional frontiers, that the Focus is new because we're in September now.
0: Oh, that's right. And so they've got
1: a 15% off of uh, products for aging, skin, and vision, Mm -hmm. uh, and that you can get an additional 15% off on top of that sale this month.
0: Yeah, with the RSB 15 Uh, Frontier Men's Complete, Women's Complete, Pro Purples, 2020 capsules and herbal tinctures. looks like an eye formula, uh, Net-O-Keto. So we can learn about some of these things. I'm sure we'll talk to Jamie and Joe. Maybe they'll get Tracy Strout back on. I've been wanting to get on some of their doctors that use a lot of their products to to share their story and their journey. I love uh, hearing about the clinical experiences that are out there to be had, to be gotten, to benefit your health and more. So, let's see. Did we get through the, the critical stories? Thankful Thursday. Are you eating GMO foods? Yeah. We're, I think we're actually, if we want to do Thankful Thursday, we've got about five minutes or six minutes to do that, and Murdoch will not send us any angry uh, uh, mail, you know, because you're doing a Thankful Speaking Thursday.
1: of that, I, we got a, a voicemail from, from Murdoch.
0: Really? Is it playable, or is he cussing well, us out Of as course usual.
1: it's playable. Do we want to do Thankful Thursday, and we can do that in bonus? Because I don't want to miss out on Thankful Well, Thursday.
0: how long is the, the, the call from Murdoch?
1: Well, I don't know. It's um, a minute long or so.
0: No, that still gives us time for Thankful Thursday.
1: Really?
4: Like a, yeah. a quick
1: Thankful Thursday?
0: Yeah, that's all right. Okay. That we do it at all, he Robert, should be
1: thankful Superdyn, for Super
4: Don, it's Murdoch from Kentucky. So you two won't keep busting my chops for asking an update in regards to schooling with Trinity School of Natural Health. This just want to inform you, I will be taking my final exam on Sunday. Already? And after wow. that, I'll need to go ahead and apply for my certification. And then I'll be certified as a health coach or as I like to call it, a wellness coach. Mm-hmm. And then we will go from there, which the next goal would be most likely be CNP certified natural professional, naturopath, naturopathic professional. That's going to take a while. I need to build up the funds for that. So, that will be the next goal. I want to give you an update. And I did send a video update, but you two didn't show it, so it's not my fault. So, it's back on YouTube. Well, (laughs) but I do appreciate you. I appreciate each of you. Hmm. And I appreciate the RSB family. God bless you both. Take care.
0: Bye bye. Well, no, I, he did do an update on YouTube, and I watched it. We, we we didn't play it on the air, but if there was a second one, that's what I was looking for. If there was a second one, I didn't see that. We, so oh, you didn't? Okay. So, because he plowed through it. the eight weeks. If he's going to do a final exam Sunday, that's awesome. How fast that went! And that's, I want to tell y'all, many of you out there supported Murdoch in his his efforts to be part of that program because he didn't have a lot of extra money, working a lot, working round the clock to keep his family fed and all of that. Uh, what a great guy, and uh, many of you, when you heard his plea, came out and helped him to get the uh, the 800 bucks to be able to do the course, which is very reasonable. And and a lot of people have the ability to do that, but he couldn't, and you guys came through. So thank you, and we'll have another certified that's, health coach.
1: That's just the way our listeners, our, our viewers are.
0: I love that. They really are cool. And by the way, thank you to Allison, who sent me some, uh, what do you call those fruits? I, they're called... Uh, she grows them in her yard. They're passion fruits. Oh. Passion fruits. Passion. Thank you for the passion for health, freedom, and healing delivery and the wonderful passion fruits from your yard. We were eating them last night. They're just yummy as all get out. And they have crunchy seeds. I don't know if you've ever had passion fruit there, Super D. But I am thankful for that. Uh,
1: not, not as a fruit. I've had stuff that's passion fruit within it.
0: Like, right, uh, as yes. Ingredient. Flavored and stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, let's go to uh, at least uh, one, uh, maybe two of these uh, Thankful Thursday stories. Uh, did you find these, or did Murdoch send them to you? These are
1: Murdoch. Murdoch okay. gets all the credit for these year.
0: Well, go ahead, full screen this. Let's talk about these sisters that meet for the first time in their 50s. How do they not know one another? Were they, were they kept in separate rooms their entire life? What was that all about? I don't know. Did you read it? No, I'm asking you. You're the one that sent it to me. <laughs> You're the host. Diane Ward, 59, <laughs> and Mary McLaughlin, 56. Were both born in Michigan to the same mother, Ward knew she was adopted but did not know anything about her biological mother. McLaughlin was adopted by her childhood babysitter after her mother simply uh, didn't return one day. So it's one of those cases where, you know, separated at birth almost and uh, hadn't yep. seen each other for 50 years. So long
1: story short, yeah. they did, they, you know, they've got those DNA things that you can do.
0: Yeah, I'm not um, a fan of them, honestly. No. But in this well, they case, did one.
1: They did the DNA kit thing for, mm-hmm. with uh, one called MyHeritage. Mm hmm. And as a result, ended up finding out she had a sibling. Yeah. And they were reunited. So say what you will. There's a downside to it, of course. Yeah. But here's an upside to doing something like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, that's nice. Right? A reunion that happened all, all those years later. All right. All how right. About, this, go ahead. Yeah.
1: How about this one here?
0: This is not a thankful story. A good Samaritan is stabbed <laughs> and bitten. What is that?
1: <laughs> what? Uh, <clears throat> you ever used Instacart before?
0: No, I don't even know what it is. What is it? have
1: it's, yeah, That's it's it's kind of like DoorDash except it's for people who will go to the grocery store and buy stuff for you and bring I used it okay. uh when I had COVID. Oh, right. You couldn't get out. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. And thank goodness, man, cuz they were bringing me like water and, and fruit mm-hmm. and not, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, I couldn't even like walk out the door. Yeah. But anyway, a 20, 21-year-old Massachusetts man is recovering after being stabbed and bitten by an alleged purse thief. Apparently what? he was trying to stop a, a purse thief. Okay. And uh the guy that was trying to steal the uh the the purse uh ta- he bit him and stabbed him when he when he tackled the purse thief. But the good news is that the the purse thief uh uh was stopped. So this guy allowed himself to be bitten and stabbed in order to wow. stop him from stealing a lady's purse. So he is a good Samaritan.
0: I'm grateful for that. I I think that, and he's from Massachusetts, they probably didn't want to have uh, anybody, a good Samaritan, be armed because if he were armed, he might have stopped it without getting stabbed and bitten. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Finally, an Oregonian story as we wrap up uh, the official show, and then we'll go to the uh, bonus round in a moment, find out about the poll uh, question of the day results. Oregon police officers, brave action, saved man trapped inside a burning car. A uh, police officer disregarded his own safety, pulled the driver out of an engulfed car in Beaverton, Oregon. Tell me this Beaverton, was not like a Tesla, not one of those, because I don't know how you can approach that. It burns <laughs> so hot. Wow.
1: Dramatic photos for sure. Wow.
0: Look, it was yeah. on its side and everything. Yeah. That's stunning. Huh. Charted well, interior was originally... You wow. know, i
1: say, you know, I understand that there's a few bad apples out yeah. there when it comes to, you know, the police but uh they're there to to do this sort of thing you know and they put their lives on the line every day Mm -hmm. um so don't let don't let a few bad apples uh you know make you think that they're all that way because they're not yeah
0: all right well hey thank you all for being here thanks to jonathan nimord uh thanks to uh, dana stevens for joining us today on the show it went really quickly again uh we're going to be back in about 60 seconds for those of you listening or watching live for those of you on the podcast it'll be the blink of an eye and the bonus round will commence We'll find out about the poll question and any other comments or questions we haven't been able to pay attention to in the chat room. So stick with us. The power to heal is yours. All right. Curious about the, the, the thought about will Trump do jail time Uh, The response, I got an idea of of what I would say. But what do you think about all of that that Jonathan Emore was talking about? These, uh, you know, attempts purely political at this point of the DOJ. Again, love Trump, hate Trump or be neutral about Trump. It really isn't about him. I think it's about the uh, the militarization, if you will, of the Department of Justice against political opponents. That's like crony as it gets. I mean, this is like pure, you know, communism, Putin killing his enemies, if you will, and and getting away Mm -hmm. with it.
1: Well, it's nothing new. I mean, I don't, I don't think we've we've seen it like this. Yeah. As as it, I th- personally, Robert, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I I don't think that that what we're seeing right now is something that is unique or new. It's been done for not on the
0: planet. I mean, you can yeah, read but we haven't seen place, it
1: this. It hasn't been this in your face transparent, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's gone on for a long time that they've they've used this. this these yeah, types but used of, to of they used to have
0: types. subtlety about it. It's not subtle at all.
1: Well, and people didn't know. It was impossible for people to know on the level that we do now because, you know, if you think mm-hmm. about it hasn't been that long that we've had the Internet, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and the ability for things to just suddenly, you know, in the blink of an eye, uh, yeah. information and stuff gets uh, travels around the, the country and around the world. It used to be, you know, that you only knew what was in the newspaper or what you heard on the radio or, you know, what, uh, you know, was on the TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah i mean it's it's pretty crazy what we're seeing right now doesn't surprise me with all the other craziness that you know yeah <laughs> what level of crazy will shock you anymore you know
0: mm-hmm yeah again i want to separate out because there are people that are like hate trump people love trump there's some new it's like this isn't about trump honestly it's about the use of the Department of Justice to engage in, in defeat of your political enemies. So
1: basically, right. I think, make sure, try and make sure that he's not, he doesn't have the ability to be able to run.
0: Yeah, okay. they don't even want him to run. Yeah. Again, this is not about whether you like him or not, whether you vote for him. This is about if they do it and get away with it here, what can they not do? Right. Once again, what layer? So, so what, let's, let's look at the poll question, if you don't mind. So yes. do you think Trump will end up doing jail time? I'm going to say the majority of people are going to say no. And I think that because you never see true accountability. They just battle it out and battle it out. And it just does distraction after distraction over time. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to be a majority of that. I think it will be. No No will be the answer. Okay. Well,
1: turns out you are correct, sir.
0: Ah, only 6% 76,
1: said yes. 76% said no. And coming in in second place were people saying not sure, which I respect. Yeah uh that's a safe a safe vote yeah Uh, a handful of people did say yes now that you you predicted what you thought people were gonna say yeah let's talk about what you Mm. would say
0: yeah i would say no i i don't think he will i think that uh i know there's a lot of speculation is he part of the cabal is he in the inside of this and it's all a big play and 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 uh, another episode and You know, they played it up like he's an outsider because there are certain things that he did where you go, well, that doesn't seem like much of a renegade. And there are other things where you go, well, I was pretty renegade of him. So I just don't think if he did, that would mean accountability could be had against any of the other bad guys, so to speak. So that's why I'm thinking, no, they don't want jail time. They just want to stop him from running.
1: I would probably be in the not sure category because I'm not convinced. You think that he might be able to? I think it's possible. I wow. think it's possible. Because, wow. look, you know, I mean, granted, he's Trump, you know. Um, Putting an ex-president like, in jail? They didn't even do that like, with Nixon. Yeah, well, Nixon wasn't Trump, though. <laughs> Listen, granted, Trump did, or or Nixon did some things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Watergate. Uh, but uh, I I don't think you had the same. Now, again, I'm speculating here because I was, I don't know, was I even... What year was Trump, was Nixon in, uh, president?
0: Uh, early seventies, right? So yeah. I was yeah.
1: around. I was just really small. Yeah. yeah. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't remember any of that, right? Okay. But uh, I, I well, don't. Yeah. I, Clinton didn't I'm go to jail. I'm going to say that I don't think you had the level of hate with Nixon mm-hmm. that you do
0: with Trump. There were a lot of people that hated him. He created a lot of political. I don't think it was played. on the same level. No, I'm no. Say, a, I don't tr- think it was. Trump derangement syndrome is next level. There's no question yeah. about it. So.
1: Yeah. Um, I I don't know I yeah. I, I the jury's and, out and, with me
0: and I think arguably and I think Leslie has put a little thing Clinton did some things Bush did some things Obama did some things honestly if there was a, a you know a true fealty to the Constitution almost every president would be in jail it's true <laughs> right yeah. Um,
1: yeah
0: you yeah. know you could argue that every no. one of them should be in jail uh, I it kind of
1: comes with the territory I guess. Yeah. But. Yeah. Scandals. It seems like there's always some kind of scandal of some sort. Some are just mm-hmm. way bigger than others. Yeah. You know, you look at, uh, you know, with Bill Clinton. What does everybody thinks about when they, when you talk about scandals, right? Monica Lewinsky. Boom. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is that yeah. something you go to jail for? Uh, is it something extremely embarrassing uh, and scandalous? Of course it is. Um, in this situation, if they can, if they can prove. Enough, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not, uh, that he, you know, took top secret stuff, you know, that he shouldn't yeah. have had and stuff like that. Yeah, and now you're starting to dabble into areas of espionage and stuff, you know. Yeah. And so I guess it just all depends. We'll see. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility.
0: Well, if Emord is correct, of course they'll end up pushing back and go, you know, he had the authority to declassify and whatever. But I, again, I don't look into it that deeply it's I all just,
1: about what you can prove you yeah
0: know? yeah that's yeah. it yeah and of course with the clintons is then that's the point leslie and others bring it up i mean the clintons are involved in just oh horrible again
1: what can you prove run. and this is this right. is it this is what it comes down to what can you prove
0: but the you point read is read it about it on point, on
1: blogs and websites yeah. and stuff and everything and videos on youtube stuff like that but what
0: can you, you prove you could prove it but you could you prove it in a court of law remember the corruption well, within the judge what difference does it make
1: it, it, unless you prove it in a court of law, then it's just so, something that people talk about. That's it.
0: No, then it becomes a, a, a you know a cosmic justice scale scenario, of course. Once again, yeah. yeah. So or Fauci post life scenario. Exactly. Yeah. All exactly. Right. Well, let's see what other comments are coming in today. I Linda like Myers. One. Linda says, I like love one. your show. I like that one. There That's it. Go. That's the one I saw. Yeah. Linda, thank you. Love you too. <laughs> thank you for sending us the love. We appreciate that. Linda Myers,
1: and then you know it's funny. uh, I don't know why is that That, up there.
0: That Facebook group you did? Oh,
1: that was I accidentally clicked on something. Um, You know, the other day, I was talking about how I got tagged on Facebook by someone. Yeah. With a picture of Metallica from 1983, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yes. I made a mistake. What happened? For, I don't know why, but for some reason, I mixed up Shelley Meyer with Sherry Neal. Oh. I don't know. It was Sherry Neal that was the one that, 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 that okay. tagged me it would on make the Metallica so, It would
0: make sense because Shelly is is a metal head. She's awesome, too. So And, and so, so I, I don't know
1: why. They're yeah. both cool. Yes, uh, they are. But I But for some reason, in my brain, it just put the yeah. two together. So in any case, uh, Sherry Neal... Uh, is the one that... that, And we uh, got Sherry
0: booked for the show soon.
1: And I was just leading up to that, that she is going to be, I think, on the 7th uh, in Hour 2.
0: Okay. Which I think is a a
1: Wednesday. That would be after Ty Bollinger, if he ever comes back again. Right.
0: Uh, Uh, Let's see. We'll talk about updates on Missing Link as an essential trace element complex that we utilize here every day. I do still, and uh, any other things. So we'll get plugged into that shout out to our buddy jonathan at choose to be healthy.com you can always use a discount code rsb 5 and remember orange guard orangeguard.com even after the growing season the stuff when it gets cold sometimes it goes inside and so to safely use this inside yes you can orangeguard.com and you can go to your local ace hardware or go direct and get it and take a picture when you get it send it in to super don add to the collage and we'll do a giveaway soon we're working on getting some more entries yes sir there we go orange guard there
1: you are with your orange guard yep so you notice anything different in my studio
0: uh is that r2d2 i don't remember seeing r2d2
1: it is my i uh went over to my my daughter's house yesterday and mm-hmm. my future son-in-law okay he kind walks over and he goes here i've been meaning to, meaning to give you this
0: <laughs> what what's up with <laughs> and that i'm
1: like i'm like um cool that like a like, quarter scale you
0: know,
3: version
1: he had yeah he had he had one of these and he was just like you know i was thinking you could put this in your studio really and you know it could be like in the background you know when you do your show and i was like you know that is just one of those kind of cool yeah eclectic things that i would like love to add to to the equation in the studio. i, so I noticed
0: like, it earlier before we went to air but i didn't mention it because i didn't want to embarrass you if it was like you know it's not to embarrass me you didn't you know? want to talk about you know oh yeah i have i <laughs> have
1: star well, wars insecurities that i don't want to you know like
0: well yes you do sometimes call me the dark sith lord so
1: yeah so you anyway really r2d2 is now a part of the studio now does it
0: like do any bells and whistles does it speak
1: it's supposed to i haven't found i haven't gotten the batteries for it yet okay. apparently if you put the batteries in the back I, it looks like it probably takes like Cs or so it's pretty big okay big batteries uh, yeah door there so I will uh, eventually try it out and see what happens.
0: That looks like fun. R two D two now in studio. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So anyway, all right. What are the kinds of questions or comments coming through today as we're wrapping up the bonus round? Is Michael Bolden in the the chat room because I want to. I'm really concerned about he and 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 and. Uh, well, it's just getting out of there and getting to a safer place. It's getting crazy in downtown. He LA. seems
1: pretty uh, pretty okay. As I, I mean. And, he's holding his own there um
0: i just want to get him out of downtown la at least lori
1: had a question here
0: Mm -hmm.
1: do you know of any lawyers for the state of iowa i'm trying to bring a malpractice suit in iowa and no one is willing to do it
0: well doesn't that sound exactly like dana stevens dilemma in florida yeah they make it so it's so bulletproof to pierce the veil of invincibility or liability that no lawyer wants to take it on and it's almost like you have to find a, a renegade attorney that's saying you know what i'll do it but who yep. is that um can you reach out to tom rents or the crew that works with tom rents or other folks we've we've featured over the years here but yeah it, they make it darn difficult to go after these hospitals for malpractice but i would say if anybody in iowa knows of somebody you know what i would reach out to Joni abbott Joni is doing some work with a law firm that does a lot of uh, domestic stuff, and I don't know if they'd take it on, but maybe Joni would know somebody, because she's she's working with attorneys also in Iowa with the kind of work she's doing. So, that's my thought. Joni Abbott. Reach out to Joni. Who we need on the show again, too.
1: All right, so let's see. Gosh, it's Thursday. That means tomorrow's Friday. Already... What do we got going on tomorrow we got anything going on tomorrow we have got juliana mm-hmm. grimes from give a
0: derm okay
1: and tony lyons will be on oh tomorrow. yeah looking forward to that i get enough skyhorse
0: publishing we love tony and the crew there
1: yeah so that'll be tomorrow we don't have a plan for sunday yet but we need to put something together
0: right and next uh, week we got um let's see monday is labor day is so labor day encore. so
1: we'll be taking that day off and i'll be playing an encore for that day
0: are you going to do a cookout on monday you have a little grill? We did the grill. I don't, have, I don't grill. really have a plan. We um, grilled out the, the, the grass-fed steaks, on, and given the option of the gas grills, right, the propane and the charcoal, everybody voted for charcoal. There's something really amazing when you cook them on charcoal.
1: I'm to- I'm, I'm actually conflicted because mm-hmm. football, NFL, starts on Sunday.
0: Yes, so and? The,
1: the, the season. Yeah. And yes. it's been a couple of years, but I sprung for uh, – a free trial of NFL red zone. Again, oh, but that's Sunday. I used Sunday. to watch that a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like, you know, it's, it's football, Yeah. you know? So I kind of feel like, ah, oh, that would be a great day to do a barbecue. Oh,
0: on uh, the on football Sundays. On Sunday. Sunday oh, okay. You know, and
1: watch red zone. Have you ever watched red zone?
0: Um, I think it's like you could see like the the highlights of every game they while it's take, happening. It's all it's
1: all the live shows that are going or yeah. the the games that are going because you know on Sundays you know they usually yeah. have five six games that you know throughout yeah. the day or at least. And you are
0: on the West Coast, so you get them early morning.
1: So what happens is on red zone, what they do is every time one of those teams gets into the red zone, which would be mm-hmm. you know the, the the twenty yard line, uh, and they're they're you know uh, close to scoring. Uh They show all of those plays. So it's just a whole day of all of the games that are going on, all of the fantastic plays and the touchdowns and all that stuff, just boom, 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 just stacked up, and you watch it for like five hours. It's awesome. It's like such a fast pace, and you get to see what's going on with all the games on that day. It's super cool. It's attention Um,
0: deficit theater. Football. oh i
1: love it dude i love it you don't have to sit there and watch the games. you know <laughs> the, the commercials on no, no commercials nothing it's just right. solid football for okay so you, you can tell i'm excited so yeah i can tell i can tell so i may be doing a barbecue be on, on super don
0: we still like sports here we do
1: hey i i don't care if you like it or not i do
0: yeah get off his lawn so anyway so we'll way, see. we, we had a a lot of uh produce from our own garden yesterday as well in the salad we had mm. the lettuce or tomatoes i, I am harvesting tomatoes on and an peppers. almost
1: daily basis now
0: yeah yeah so and we had carrots just huge juicy delicious carrots we were harvesting for this thing so uh it's just fun to be able to grow and, and 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 onions we had some onions as well super d you got your onions any left in there use them all already
1: no there's there's a few still there i'm because you can still complete.
0: plant some more remember you can do some things that grow late into the season. As I mentioned, carrots mm. will grow right in through the winter. So uh think about getting some carrot seeds started, even if it's a little late, but they they keep going through the snow. You like you know, gardening now. I'm not I'm not harassing you.
1: I I do. Okay. I know. I know you're harassing you gotta find something else to harass me about now.
0: I know. What is it gonna what was it gonna be today? I haven't mm. figured anything out. Mm.
1: Anywho. Okay. All right. Well, that's that is what we've got going on i'm trying to think if there's anything we've left on the table here okay uh i have not yet in fact you want to maybe well actually tomorrow morning i will send out the the uh the link to the replay of the cardio miracle webinar okay and i'm going to continue a trend Mm -hmm. because what we're what i'm supposed to do is i'm supposed to send the link out to the people that registered but didn't see it yeah but what I have done instead is I send it to everybody. So I give it <laughs> here. Just you have another it. So, opportunity. To, to yeah. So if it, you didn't, like if that. you didn't watch it, then uh, just check your inbox. If you are subscribed, if you're not subscribed, yeah. then you can't get it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to subscribe, you can text RSB to two two eight two eight, or you can go over to the website and sign up there. Cool. Uh, All right. I don't know if there's anything else. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Unless you got something.
0: Uh, nah, nah. Oh, Leslie missed it. She says she signed up and then she got distracted. Well, that's good. You can still watch it.
1: Linda wants to know if she can still use RSB fifteen for Cardio Miracle.
0: Is that the code, or is it just RSB? Is that, is that I don't even.
1: I'm I'm in the process of putting together all of the discount codes mm-hmm. uh, for all of the, easy. the things and putting it all in one place where you can just get them all at once. Yeah, Linda, what you can do, so you don't even have to put in the uh, the code, is go over to our website, robertscottbell.com, click on the Cardio Miracle web- or, uh
0: banner. banner on the right-hand side, yes.
1: And it will automatically give you the discount. You don't yes. even have to put in the thing. So just go go to uh, robertscottbell.com, click on the banner, and you'll get, the, I think, I'm pretty sure it's 15%. Yes, um, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, and you'll get that. There's also... Over at the website, I have put up at the top in the right-hand corner mm-hmm. a banner for Nat uh, Nutritional Frontiers.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. And
1: I'm going to start doing this is every month when they have their special mm-hmm. and their, their focus, I'm going to put it up on the website so you can just automatically boom. You can just see what it is and you can click on it there. Okay. And there's also a banner uh, because we did get somebody uh, writing in asking for the Pure Body Extra. Uh, it's, it's there as well. I okay. got that done. Oh, good for you. <laughs> uh, Look at that. Over that on the right good. inside. I see it. As you scroll down. And also, our
0: you know, buy one, get one free sale still available to you, IGF One Plus, which is making my muscles bulge, Super Don. Look out. Look out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I will. In fact, I went to the workout this morning, and uh, Anna Ditchburn, Laban's wife, went to work out. She loved the kickboxing stuff, and she was working oh, cool. it. And at a certain point, I was doing a trainer-led with Rachel, who owns the gym, yep. and she apparently was, i, I we call it videotaping. What do you call it when you, you use your phone to take a video? Because it's not videotaping, technically. Let's just take a video, record a video, whatever. a video. I'm a little nervous by how goofy I probably look doing the punching and kicking, but <laughs> we might make that available to i don't know maybe our only our, our, our do you need to review it first
1: or... to see whether you want it to... no because if
0: she if she publishes it on instagram or something i got no control over it. it's her camera ah, so it I, could look, be up there already you know what i'm not really shy about being goofy and silly you know that so if i look I do. dorky i don't care but it's still i don't want to look dorky do i have to look dorky really <laughs> it might look cool i don't know But, you know, when I do that uh, trainer-led stuff, I have my glasses off, so I technically can't see that far in front of my face because I don't want to have my glasses fly off. So that's what I work out when I'm really the boxing. I take my glasses off, and it's like I have to be close quarters to see stuff. So we'll see. Maybe we'll make that available to everybody if that's of interest to you. Some people are interested. I don't know.
1: It doesn't look like it's up there yet.
0: No, I I haven't seen it yet. I just checked. Okay. Look at you. (laughs) I'm going to find it and make
1: everybody see it. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. All right, man. Well, have a good rest of your Thursday. We'll be Mm -hmm. back tomorrow with guests and news and
0: uh, who knows. I see one more question real quick from Gretel. Yeah? Does anything grow under the black walnut tree? I heard the roots send out a chemical that keeps other things from growing nearby. Well, where I planted them, I've got two that we planted, I think, in the spring or was it last year? I don't even know at this point. Um, they're still small and they're only in an area of grass so they're not near anything that's growing that I would be concerned about not growing um, so I can't tell you I've heard that as well uh, but grass is grass is growing under it so that's it anyway just got a, a text from my daughter I gotta go get her from school so we better run
1: righty then run
0: all right later Saders.